1: And friends in the morning. But you say he's just a friend.
2: Ooh, you're my
3: best
4: friend.
2: 77 WABC. Boy. Boy.
5: The former boss of the failed cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been extradited from the Bahamas and is believed to be here in New York. The former CEO left the Bahamas earlier today where he was arrested more than a week ago following the collapse of his cryptocurrency company. He was then put on a flight to New York. Meantime, two of his former associates have pled guilty in connection with their roles that contributed to the collapse of FTX. My message,
3: I wish you peace. We really fight for our common victory against this tyranny, that is real life, and we will win. It is my great pleasure, thankfully, uh, despite a brief absence, technically speaking, to welcome Aaron not only back to the Bronx, but to welcome Aaron back to the Bronx as the 16th captain of this great organization, the New York Yankees. You get a chance to continue my legacy here.
6: In Pinstripes, the best baseball city in the front of the best fans. This is uh, an incredible honor.
7: Rhapsody, no, it's not Freddie Mercury and Queen Pink, Bohemian Rhapsody, the live version as we kick off the second to last show. Sitting friends in the morning of two thousand twenty-two. We'll do one today, huge guest list, one tomorrow, huge guest list, and that'll be it from me until Tuesday, January third of two thousand twenty-three. Uh, Lou, you didn't. Uh, I really thought she sounded almost exactly like him. This was on in my kitchen during dinner last night. I didn't even realize it was not Freddie Mercury until when she, that, that first kind of chorus part when I heard a female's voice. That's awfully close. I'm sorry, Lou. I know um, you disagree, but that's awfully
8: close. You left this ashtray in here with a couple of burning uh, butts. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, these must be yours. They must be right. You didn't think wow. she sounded
7: anything like Freddie Mercury?
8: Well, first of all, you said exactly. Uh,
7: very close. Yeah. I didn't even. I'm, I'm telling you, I didn't even know the beginning of the song. It wasn't Queen. Didn't even know. <laughs> Come on. I swear to God.
8: And yeah. you know, I'm a big Queen fan. I love Freddie. I mean, it's, I thought she was uh, unbelievable in that song. Yeah, she's got a great voice. She sounds great. I think she's great. She's not Freddie Mercury, well, and that's not Freddie Mercury singing. Oh, uh, she's not, not Freddie. I agree. No, but it sounded an awful lot
7: like him. Maybe ch- it's just me. I then you know.
8: challenged me. You said, if I started, you would never have been able to tell. I said, yeah. I wouldn't know it's pink, but I would not i would know it's not Freddie Mercury. Really? Of course. How do you not know that? I, I, I'm going to play I, it for I, you later. Play it, it again know. later. I will. Now,
7: eventually, of course, when I heard her harmonize in a woman's voice, I realized it wasn't Freddie, but for the first, uh, like the first 30 seconds... I thought it was Queen, but uh, what do I know? Today is Lou's last show. I gave him his Christmas card and gift this morning because Lou will not be here tomorrow. The man that actually ran the board on this show before Lou was Justin Ellick, who now has been reduced to executive producer doing sports every morning. So he'll run the board again tomorrow in Lou's absence. But uh, today, that's it for Louis. Now, are you working next week? No. So, you leave today and you're back with me Tuesday, January 3rd?
8: That's an affirmative, yes. All right, good. Yeah. You're not going away or anything, are you? I'm not going okay. too uh, far, no.
7: Upstate New York. Yeah. One Tennessee. of these horrible places that MJ takes you to.
8: They're beautiful places. Oh, no, they're horrible places. They're beautiful places. You get to hear a lot of pink. <laughs> they're beautiful places.
7: Now, this I didn't realize. Macedonia Phil put down his foot and he said, listen. If Sid's not here, I'm not working. I don't care who's here next week. If Sid's not here, I'm not working. So I believe that uh, when I go off the air tomorrow, Phil will be here tomorrow. He goes off the air with me and doesn't come back until we're back, me and you, Lewis. Is that right, uh, Phil? Indubitably. Is it true that you put your foot down and said, you won't be here because I'm not here, or you just want days off, you don't I care? S-
9: I said, listen, we and Sid are a package deal now. <laughs> it's Sid and, once the Sid and friends came in, I was like, who do you think the friends are? <laughs> if there's no Sid, there's no friends. So yeah, There you go.
7: So you're, you're one of the, the big friends, and if I'm not
9: here, you're not going to be here. That's how it works now. Yeah, not at all. You just need a days off, is that I right? just had extra PTO, and it, it goes to waste.
7: So. <laughs> yeah, the conversation this morning with um, Phil and... The kid uh, from uh Morano show, uh, uh, Matt, Matt
9: Blaze. Actually, like a kid is if he's not like, two, like two years younger. And, and
7: than Alex you. Barnard and um, some other guy, I don't know. And they're talking about this PTO stuff. I don't even know what the hell you guys are talking about. I don't have those yeah, types of things.
9: It's a peasant issue. Yeah, you're above
8: Superstars
7: are above these issues. Right. Well, so then don't talk about it in front of me because I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. I and I don't talk. like being a part of a conversation. I have no idea what you're talking well, about.
9: Well, to be fair, you weren't a part of the conversation. You just happened to be nearby, and you decided to join the conversation without anyone's consent.
7: Yeah. Well, he's... so are you getting screwed or something? Or? No,
9: I'm not getting screwed. Is Matt Blaze getting screwed? Who's getting screwed here? No one's getting screwed.
7: Oh, then be quiet about it. God, he's... I mean, went on and on like 20
9: minutes, PTO, PTO, PTO. Maybe, what is that? Maybe no one knows what that is. PTO, sorry, we're not superstars like you. We just no. take off every day. Clearly. Um, only... I never take off. Nobody works longer hours say. than me, even before my, my dear partner, Bernard. And
7: again, we come live this morning from the Bernard McGurk studio, When he was still alive. I never took off. That mother upper took off half the summer. I worked every day. <laughs> wait, wait a yes, second. Us, us, what? On, what? What? Hold on a oh, well,
8: why? All of a sudden, <laughs> we're right at the edge of the holiday season. We're in the midst of Hanukkah. Okay. And now you're you're getting mad about Bernard, who took off some days. Some that, days? That, that took off like the whole summer. Okay, well. And
7: Chad but, is like, you got to come in. So you have to run the show. What about Bernie? Oh, no, we need you to run the show. Okay, okay. great.
8: I, I think out of all the sick excuses somebody yeah. could have, he had the best one. This is before
7: he got sick. Before, okay, this is
8: a couple of this years is ago? Like
7: for four years. All right. No. I didn't know
8: what the time frame was yeah. you were talking about. So. That's, so, uh, that's need, fine. do you need it.
7: confirmation, here's Justin Ellick. What am I doing? True or false. <laughs> I never I barely ever took off on this show. Ever. Yeah, that's true. Or yeah. he took off a million times before he got sick.
10: Yeah, that's true. But I've only been I've just been reduced to uh, exec, I've been we
7: reduced did. to executive producer <laughs> yeah, and sports yeah, guys. That so. was the wrong way. So I what guess, what do um, I know?
8: You'll be back up tomorrow.
7: Tomorrow you're running the board. Are you excited? I actually am excited. Do you yeah. think you're a better board up than Louis? No, 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 no,
10: no. You don't think so? No, Lou does it like uh, Lou, Lou can do it like with his eyes closed. Yeah.
8: I yeah. usually do. But
7: in your defense, you got really so yeah, good. at it. I was Dropping sound and yeah. a whole bunch of stuff yeah there. i i mean I, yeah I, I just I had a lot of fun doing it
10: it was uh it's
7: like playing Did you out like your really... job better then when you were running the board and I could look at you every day or now. When after the first hour, all you do is Craig Kelly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is that all about? Well, first of all, that's not true. It's so true. No, it's not. You come in. If, I talk, if I'm talking about sports, you run in here like the place is on fire. You do your sports update, mm-hmm. and you basically cut sound for Kelly. That takes a half an hour out of my morning, the Kelly stuff. Seems like it's three hours. No, 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 no. What, what do you want to cut? What kind of sound you talk Let me guess. Let me guess. Donald Trump is great. Eric Adams sucks. I'm Greg Kelly. See it one. It takes no brain power. I, I take his. I take his Newsmax show from last night, and I cut. And I cut that's all it? the sound from
10: that. That yeah. doesn't
8: sound like a long show, actually. Two, three. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, ah.
10: no. But I mean, most of the time, I'm doing other work for you. I'm printing out yeah. stuff that you need to read. I'm writing, I'm writing stuff that you need to read. I'm grabbing sound that you want during the no, show. No, that show you do do that. Doing yes. post production, getting, getting ahead listen, of the post production. I stuff. love you.
7: I love you to death. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sell yourself to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> got a long day uh, coming up Stop. here, folks. When is the rain supposed to start? This uh, awful rain that we're supposed to get before this bomb cyclone of frigid air, Saturday and Sunday temperatures in the teens, if not single digits. That's how bad it's going to get here. When does the rain start today? Because I got Bo Dietl's Christmas party later on this afternoon, which I said yes two weeks ago. Then Matt Meany calls you like the day before, goes, Hey, tomorrow's a company Christmas party. Are you coming? What? Did he forget I moved out of the city? I live in Rockaway. You know what a bitch it is to go back and forth into Manhattan? I do it every day, of course, for work. To come back again for a Christmas party in the studio here? Tells me about it. Literally calls me yesterday, last night. Are you coming tomorrow? So truth be told, I've already said yes to Bo, and I would do a little bit of both if I could. That's if I even come back. If the weather is that bad, I'm not coming back here. But when is the rain supposed to start? Uh, you got a 66% chance at 11 a.m. Yeah, oh. I
8: see early afternoon it's going to start really But no, what about,
7: you know, Lou, you were going to do the uh, same thing as me, come back from Rockaway oh, to Boat.
8: I have no idea what I'm going to do now. Me either.
7: You know, Monday, you didn't know this, but Monday, when the weather wasn't nearly as bad as today, I left the show, went to the ferry, Pier 11, which I take every day. They closed it down. They closed the pier? They closed the to the winds were too high.
8: Yeah, that is a possibility on things yeah. like this. It, it Ended it up is.
7: spending 130 bucks on an Uber just what? to get Man. home.
8: Why does the wind matter?
9: Isn't the ferry. Oh, on the why, water? oh, oh you, you, yes. Isn't but a, when the winds yeah. are all high,
7: that thing feels like it's going to literally pop up into the sky and turn upside <laughs> yes. down. I almost threw up oh, last week on that yes. damn thing. I
8: heard there's has been some. Bad oh, my rides. God. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't
7: know about this or Christmas party today or Bo's party or anything else. And don't bother me. Yeah,
8: we're on a flood
9: watch right now.
7: Yeah. Are you coming to the Christmas party today, Phil? Which one? The company one.
9: <laughs> Which oh, one? i you were talking about Bo's. <laughs> well, you're not
7: invited to Bo's. How do you know that? I know, trust me. Bo slipped a little uh, note
9: in my pocket the other day. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. In my back pocket.
7: Are you coming to the Christmas party here, the one from the station?
9: It it depends on a lot of things.
7: Like what? If I wake up. (laughs) (laughs) What
10: about you, Justin? You coming? Uh, What's the right answer? Because I'll say that, and then I'll The right answer would be yes.
7: The honest answer, I have a feeling, is going to be no. You always say,
8: I'll try. I will try say and that. make an attempt right
7: I don't want to you live so close you right.
8: can't even have the you know excuse to not that? to go
10: and they're doing like this this stupid white elephant uh, thing well, where well, you, gotta well, like well, you gotta like what is this you gotta like go and get a gift everybody has to get a gift for who? like for you don't know that's it like a, the yeah. thing that's the whole point of the game it's, it's a mystery so you so so who
7: sent out this email I'm just
10: Okay. no no it actually wasn't meaning. was it I don't want to throw her under the bus she's like she's like you know she's was no, it was Stephanie Bonjourner. She oh, sent Steph- out. She sent out oh, yeah. the email saying she, know, she like she's... detailed all the rules. She's you know, so cute, like son. it was all organized yeah. and everything. But don't best, spend more than twenty dollars on a present. the best
8: part is always this is going to be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah.
10: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm I'm
7: reading. their vomiting
8: into my hands. <laughs> like I don't want to come to any of these things. Yeah. But now I have to get. We them. don't um, have to do God. that, do
7: we? All right, so so basically, everybody needs to come with one gift but right. you don't know who you're giving the gift to right.
9: there's rules and you to can it. choose to pass it or and
10: then you can like steal other people's gifts so it's like a game show you go around but, right. and then you get a turn and then if you if somebody else put, that went before you got a gift that you like better than the, than the one you think you're going to get but yeah. op- you can but choose to steal theirs they
8: open it first right yes they open it this first is, this and is could, it's like let's make a deal this, like this is like this a
9: primetime time. game show except the prize is like a candle All right
7: why don't you guys? It sounds cute to me. I don't know. It sounds cute. It's not cute at all. Like if it's I did cute, it why don't you join in on it? Why don't you come? Oh, in I'm not it? coming. No, oh, that yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. awful
9: to me, but yeah. to most people, it sounds
8: cute. Let's <laughs> see what Sid got. Oh,
5: <laughs> yeah. Wow.
7: Yeah. I'm gonna go down to like some sex store in Chelsea. <laughs> no, no, no. Come no. back with all kinds of beats. <laughs> no, <and> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. How's that gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hand it to Joan right. Hamburg.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Look, Janine Piero is opening up Sid's gift. Yeah. No, 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 no. So- <laughs> Who in the heck gave me this? Who in the heck gave me this? Well, you got to have a sense <laughs> of humor,
10: damn it. It's Christmas. Come on. Yeah, Come some, on. Somebody's going to get fired tomorrow because they, they, you know, they went a little too far. That's, with their that's
7: gift. why I can't go because I don't trust myself. Like, what would you get? Well, you could only spend $20. Is that what she said? 20 bucks? What do you get for
8: $20 these days? Well, they don't want anybody right. really overspending, I guess, so right. that everybody's well, got the same Well, you guys don't
9: make of... enough money to spend yeah. anyway.
8: Right. I don't make so,
7: enough uh, money to spend $20. I'm not
8: bringing
10: a damn gift. I'm not doing it.
8: I just don't go. Can
9: you come without bringing a gift, or will you be looked upon as a... Um, I certainly hope not, because bring... that's my excuse right there.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
9: my gift will be three tallboy modelos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Yeti.
8: Paper bags. Joan is going to want to steal that one then. Yeah, guy, yeah. I'd rather have that. <laughs> Here's a 16
7: pack of toilet paper. Yeah, what honestly. time does
9: uh, this party start today? I mean, five? five? Five o'clock, okay. All right. Which is so, the most inconvenient time for us. Like, we finish our show. It's
7: a horrible time for anybody. Anybody. It's, it's rush hour. If you have to get back to the office. Now, most of the people going tonight, I imagine, they're already here. So, they don't have to worry about right. that. exactly. But the right. morning show, which keeps his place afloat, mind you, gets all the ratings, makes all the money, all that stuff, we uh, we get screwed in this deal. And we got to buy a gift.
8: We're worthless. Yeah. Well, at least the weather will be okay, though, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Besides that, it's been raining cats and dogs here. <laughs> <laughs> ay, ay, ay. What a mess. <laughs> That's a good excuse to have a, g- a little small $20 <laughs> yeah. gift. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, at least we got this. Here's no.
10: my
7: soaking wet umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, folks, Merry Christmas from your favorite morning show crew. Got a big show coming up today. Very funny guys, Justin, Phil, and Lewis. 625, The Voice of the other side of midnight. One of my favorite people at this radio station, quite frankly, one of the more talented radio people in this city, Frank Morano will join us. Coming up at 6.40, he's the voice of the Jewish people. He sent me and Danielle a new book about anti-Semitism. It's great. Our friend Dov Hyken will be here. Coming up at 7.05, Congresswoman out of Staten Island and Brooklyn, Nicole Malliotakis. Coming up at 7.40 for his regular Thursday morning appearance. Judge Napolitano, coming up at 8.40 for his regular Thursday morning appearance. The ratings grab of the week. The all-time best, Bill O'Reilly. 9.05, live in studio. Famous self-defense attorney, or defense attorney, I should say, Joseph Tacopina. Arthur Lee Lightback at 9.25. More surprises along the way. The next two days, going to be huge shows. Huge. Mayor Eric Adams, Andrew Giuliani, Naomi and Gabriel Rosenberg, live in studio. All that coming your way. Keep it right here, folks. Thursday, week of Christmas with me, Sid, only on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Easy come, easy go.
1: let me go This
2: is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
3: My message. I wish you peace. I think that is the main thing. And you understand it only when the war in your country when somebody like these terrorists from Russia come to your houses. And I wish you to see your children alive and adults. And I wish you to see your children when they will go to universities and to see their children. I, th- I think that is the main thing what I can wish you. And of course, to be t- together with us, generally, because we really fight for our common victory against this tyranny. That is real life. And we will win.
6: Greeting cards have all been sent.
4: The Christmas rushes through, but I
5: still have one wish to make, a special one for you.
4: Christmas, darling, we're apart, that's true, but I can dream, and in my dreams, I'm Christmasing
7: That's Zelensky, who was here at the White House, hanging out with President Joe Biden yesterday. Right now, a fight over Title 42. Has stalled this 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill. We'll talk to Nicole Maliotakis about that coming up at 7:05. But Zelensky was here yesterday, and that brings me to my next guest, who does an really an amazing show. It's a terrific show every weeknight here on ABC, The Other Side of Midnight. He's on with me now at least once a
4: week, because I love him. It's a uh, Frank Morano. Frank, good morning, pal. How are you? I am doing great, Sid. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, I. honestly, one of the things that uh, I'm most grateful for this year, sincerely, is uh, the opportunity that uh, we've gotten to know one another uh, a bit better and work with one another a bit closer. And uh, that's one of the great joys that I'm grateful
7: for. I uh, feel the same exact way. Seriously. Danielle loves you. Rachel, little carmine, you were kind enough to come out to my son's softball game, one of about 15 people. We don't forget stuff like that. And you have become a great friend and your tremendous talent. So thank you for all those kind words, Frank. Let's get to uh, Zelensky. He was here yesterday. And here we go again. Another, what, $2 billion to the Ukraine, Patriot missiles. I've got a big heart. You know that, Frank. I don't want to see people get killed as they are in Ukraine innocently by the
4: psycho that is Vladimir Putin and Russia. But when is this going to stop? We need money here. Uh, Well, I mean, look, what you just said, what you just articulated, I think is my fundamental problem with our whole Ukraine policy. I thought Zelensky gave a well delivered speech, albeit, although I think the line of the day was Tucker Carlson, who said, This has got to be the first time anyone's ever addressed a joint session of Congress wearing a sweatshirt. He looked more (laughs) like the manager of a strip club than uh, a. You know what he looked like? You know, he looked like a
7: football coach. He really yeah, did. Uh, he was wearing like a green shirt. He could have been coaching the Jets.
4: Exactly. I, you know, again, the guy's country is under siege. I don't want to be too tough on him, but when he was playing a president on TV, he had no problem finding a, uh, a suit and tie. But yeah, I mean, we've, we've already given $100 billion uh, to the Ukrainians. And keep in mind what we say, w- where that money is actually going when we say we're giving money to the Ukrainians. We're giving money to military defense contractors. Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed. Martin, Northrop, Grumman. So, while the stock market has had a rough year this year, the one group of stocks that has not had any rough year at all are the military defense contractors. And I think it goes to show what Eisenhower said in his farewell address was right on the money, which is you have to watch uh, against the influence of the military industrial uh, complex, the military industrial, um, you know, uh, construct. And I think uh, complex, excuse me. And I think that's what you're seeing here. The influence that these groups have, they spend millions on direct campaign contributions, tens of millions on lobbying members of Congress and members of Congress, Democrats, and Republican alike reward them with this endless spigot of money uh, which is not benefiting a single American. We have, I've got a one-year-old, as you mentioned. We're seeing in drug stores, if you go to CVS, you can't buy children's Tylenol. We can not You can't buy children's Motrin. $100 billion is an enormous amount of money, a big chunk of which we're no doubt going to be borrowing from China. If you look at Russia's entire military budget, their entire military budget is about $60 billion. So in one year, less than a year, 10 months, we have spent almost double the entirety of Russia's military budget. It's just
11: crazy.
4: What are we getting for all this? At some point, Ukraine is
7: going to have to do this on their own. Couldn't have said it any better, Frank Morano. right there. All right, so listen, Frank, uh, on Election Day here in New York, we flipped— Four congressional seats. It was a big deal. Mark Molinaro winning in upstate New York. My friend Mike Lawler getting the win in Rockland County. Another good buddy of mine, N. Peter Kings. Anthony Diaz Pozito winning on Long Island. And finally, George Santos, who we thought won four years ago. In fact, me and Bernie brought him on to congratulate him. It turned out he did not win. This time
4: he did win. Two years ago, yes. Right, or did he? What is the Uh, latest with George Santos? Well, he definitely won the election. Even the fellow that he beat, Robert Zimmerman, is not, uh, is not raising any claims about the election being rigged or anything like that. However, even though he won the election, uh, there are some real concerns about his biography. Evidently, he has lied about just about everything. He claimed to have graduated from Baruch. And have attended and had attended NYU. Baruch is saying they have no record of him graduating there. NYU is saying they have no record of him attending there. He apparently was involved in some check fraud in Brazil, which he evidently admitted to. He claimed to have worked for Citigroup and uh, have worked for um, Goldman Sachs. Both of those companies say he never worked there. Oh, and boy. now <laughs> the latest is uh, he said he, he he apparently looks like he lied about his grandparents fleeing anti jewish persecution during world war ii at the rate that we're going at the rate that george's <laughs> lies are being exposed we you know during the campaign he was touting the fact that he was an openly gay republican i wouldn't be surprised if he lied about being gay <laughs>
7: well i guess the the real concern is if we lied about all of these things frank he may be lying about money right
4: campaign contributions where that money went is that the biggest concern right about now so, uh, it depends on who's doing the concerning, right? The Democrats are champing at the bit. They don't want him seated. The uh, State Democratic Party Chairman Jay Jacobs and uh, Brooklyn Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, who's now the top Democrat in Washington, they are raising some serious concerns about this. They want him maybe expelled or to resign before he takes office because they think if that happens that they have a chance, the Democrats, of winning this seat back. The Republicans don't want that to happen, obviously. So, um. The question is, why did he make up all these lies? Now, he lent his campaign last year or this year $700,000. Now, the question is, if he didn't have any of these high paying jobs or any of this real estate portfolio that he claimed to have, where did he get this $700,000 from? So, there's definitely going to be a House Ethics Commission, uh, House Ethics Committee complaint, and it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, some investigations into his finances on the part of the Department of Justice. But unfortunately, this is what happens when you have so little. Local media we have no local journalism to speak of, with the notable exception of WABC in this country, in this state, and uh, out on long island and There was nobody vetting this guy except for a couple of tiny media outlets out on long island and I think if voters knew about I think if the Republicans knew about this at the time that he became a candidate uh, this year, they might have nominated somebody else.
7: That's fair. They probably would. Two minutes ago, Frank, Uh, we're getting ready to shut down 2022, usher in 2023 in less than two weeks. And, of course, everybody's looking forward to the 2024 presidential election, but there are some races we should keep an eye on as early as early next year. What are some of those, Frank?
4: It's interesting. Uh, both of them are on the islands. One is in uh, one is in Long Island. One is in Staten Island, and there's a couple of competitive city council a- a- uh, areas as well. But out on Long Island, the race that I think could be a real pickup for the Republicans, and is certainly going to be very competitive, is the race for Suffolk County Executive. Uh, the uh, the current Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone is term-limited, so this is going to be an open seat in a community that has become increasingly red. There's a Democrat running who's raised over a million dollars. I don't think there's a major Republican uh, running yet, so uh, I've said that I think this is a seat that's tailor-made for Lee Zeldin. He won overwhelmingly there. If not Lee Zeldin, I could easily see Steve Levy, uh, who's the former Suffolk County executive, making a run as a Republican, but that's going to be very competitive. Uh, Whomever the Republicans run, that's going to be tight and in my home borough of uh, staten island the race for staten island da in a community that has become increasingly republican that could be tight the incumbent mike mcmahon is a democrat he's popular does a great job i might end up voting for him but if the republicans run a serious candidate there against mcmahon They can absolutely win that seat uh, next year. And you also have a handful of competitive city council districts, city council races. In Brooklyn, there's this newly created Asian district where uh, the Republicans could pick that up. If Lester Chang is prohibited from taking his assembly seat, he could easily run there and win. If not, I could see the Republicans maybe running another Asian candidate there and winning. And this uh, kind of clash of the Titans between Democrat Justin Brannon and newly uh, Republican. Councilman Ari Kagan, that's going to be very competitive as well, so we'll see where that goes. I just passed
7: Ari Kagan's office on the way to Anthony and the garage. My buddy Tommy bought a bunch of jackets and pants on Saturday. I had no idea that Ari Kagan's office was there. But, of course, you know that I'm endorsing Mike Ragusa, not Ari Kagan, certainly not Justin Brennan, who I've known for over 20 years. Mike Ragusa is the guy I want you and Inna Vernikov and Joe Borelli. All you big shots need to endorse Ragusa, not Ari Kagan, who flipped like like an acrobat just a couple of weeks ago.
4: Well, look, I, if you're talking, I'm watching a lot of Sesame Street with Carmine, so you might remember the which one of these doesn't belong here. On no. um, the names that you just listed of those heavy hitters, I'm the one that doesn't belong there. So nobody cares who I'm backing in that seat. But I, I know Justin a long time. I like Justin. I don't know Ari Kagan at all. But uh, Mike Ragusa is an energetic guy, and he certainly is uh, going to give Ari Kagan the fight of his life in a uh, in a primary. Uh, so I don't know where that, uh, that race goes. But I think Justin's going uh, to be tough to beat. In, in their general, no matter if it's Ari Kagan or Mike Raguse. Fair Let's enough. What happens.
7: Uh, listen, Frank, uh, thank you so much for hopping on today, for hopping on as often as you do. You really are great. Your show is terrific. You're fantastic. Here the happiest of holidays to your lovely wife, Rachel, your one-year-old son, Carmine. You're a great talent and an even better guy. So merry, happy, all those good things. I'll see you in 2023.
4: Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, Sid. Congratulations on the incredible ratings that this show has had uh, under your leadership. I love when you include the uh, personal elements. I love when you do a lot of this non-political stuff. And uh, for the chorus of critics online, uh, the more they loudly uh, decry what you're doing, that's how you know you're doing the right thing, in my view. (laughs) I love you, bro. Thank you so much. Take it easy, my friend. All right. Once again,
7: no, I love you back from Frank. That's two times in a row now. One time on Iron Eagle said to me when I said I love
8: you, he said, hmm, well, I'm fond of you, but love is probably a very strong word. That was Iron Eagle. Well, he's an honest person. <laughs> yeah, I... You got you to admire the candor. Do you love me? Do I? Yes, I do. You, do. you probably tell too many people you love them. Yeah, yeah but like, I don't know you, why
9: people just don't say it back. Just say it back. It's, 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 no, say I, back. I don't do that. I never do that. Why, why say is it back. That? Why? What's the problem? Because love is too strong. It's not, though. It doesn't have to be. I hop on your radio show one time, I'm not going to tell you I love you. It's not what's
8: you been on my show one a million times. What, 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 what's
9: wrong with what, you? I meet? What, I meet Frank Morano yesterday? No, I, all right, Frank's a different example. Frank's just yeah. heartless. Maybe Judge Napolitano you're saying is a bit much, yeah. I do love I, him. I, know, I noticed that Bill O'Reilly never says it back either. He never does? He goes, uh, but he does love you, me. Sid. Let me
7: tell you something. We go to Nick Games together, Met Games together. He loves Danielle. He loves you. He's given a huge donation to the charity for Gabriel. I get a Christmas gift every year from Bill O'Reilly. But he, he does love it. me. He, he he because he's spent that Irish thing. No, It doesn't, uh-huh. make, it doesn't make you a tough yeah, guy you can't say lost. I love you. You know, Bernie, God rest his soul, <laughs> he, the, him and his father never told each other they loved each other. Now, Bernie told me he loved me all the time, on the air, off the air. He sent me more emojis than Danielle. That's an Irish thing. Irish people are weird like that. I don't know why. Anyway, it, uh, it is 638. We'll do one clip of the day. This is our friend Laura Curran. She's got a really good podcast here. It's called Cut to the Chase, an unflinching look at important issues affecting our lives no matter what your politics. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Here Laura talks with Linda Beagle-Schulman about becoming an advocate for gun safety.
5: I am delighted to have as my guest today Linda beagle
0: Shulman. And when the verdict came, it was like Scott being murdered again. After the initial shooting, you go through this horrible process. For me, I moved on, but I left most of it inside. Those feelings were inside, but I moved on because I felt like I was never going to mourn Scott's death. I was going to celebrate his life. And I guess the way my own mourning, if that's what you want to call it, and celebrating was going out and being an advocate
1: for gun safety. At info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. This is Sid on Sports.
12: Oh my Sponsored
1: by Peerless
2: Boilers on 77 WABC.
7: Ah, the great Pete Morgan, folks. Temperatures in the teens, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. you got to get yourself a brand new Peerless Boiler. Trust me, you will thank me in February. Check them out at PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. Big local NFL game tonight with the Jets hosting the Jaguars. But here's Justin Ellick. He's got your whole sports docket. You got
10: it. Sydney, indeed. The Jets and the Jaguars at MetLife tonight. Thursday Night Football, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. Also, local action tonight. Might as well get this out of the way as well. Islanders and Rangers meeting at the Garden. That puck will drop at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And now over to the big, big news from yesterday. Uh, Although, might have been overshadowed by the Carlos Correa to Queens news. But, nonetheless, you will all rise for your captain now. Aaron Judge was named the 16th captain of the New York Yankees yesterday during his presser uh, announcing his new nine-year $360 million Contract here was the judge during the presser on the honor of being named captain.
6: Getting the chance to be the captain of the Yankees now, that <laughs> goes without saying. What an honor that is! You know, I look back at the list of Thurman Munson, Lou Gehrig, Ron Guidry, Willie Randolph, Derek Jeter, Don Mattingly. That's, that's a pretty good list right there. You know, not only great baseball players, but great ambassadors of the game and great ambassadors of the New York Yankees.
10: Congrats to big number 99 there. Uh, Over to local action on the hardwood here. The Nets wallop the Golden State Warriors in Brooklyn by a score of 143 to 113. 91 first half points. Good for the third biggest mark in the league. KD, he had 21 of his 23 points over that span. Up next for Brooklyn is a date with the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow night in Brooklyn. As for the Knicks, they lose 113 to 106 to the Toronto Raptors at the Garden as their NBA leading run of eight straight wins comes to an end thanks to a career-high 52 points from Toronto's Pascal Siakam, R.J. Baird, Julius Randle both had 30 points. Jalen Brunson off night, 7 points on 3 of 14 from the field. Knicks will try and get back in the win column tomorrow when they welcome the Chicago Bulls into town. And the Devils, they get a win on the board. They beat the Panthers 4-2 to in Florida to snap their miserable 6-game losing streak. Here with your bottom of the hour sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC.
9: I got to
7: tell you, it was a ruckus candle lighting at the Rosenberg household last night, night number four. It was the first night that me, Danielle, Ava, and Gabriel, all four of us, lit the candles together. Ava just got back from college from Wales, and I was out lighting the candle with John Katzmatidis and Margot on Fifth Avenue a couple nights ago. So last night, the first time the four of us were together, and it was wild. I mean, the singing and dancing and well, I did take an edible before, but that's fine. Don't worry about it, okay? Frank Murano chimes in. He says, I did say I love you, but Lou potted me down too quickly. And then he repeated, I love you. So, uh, Louis, turns out Murano did, in fact, say I love you. Uh, Anthony checks in from the garage. Uncle Louie made me quite a sauce when I took Tommy there, who spent over $1,000 on Saturday, to get uh, all of his clothing, uh, some crabs, some terrific spaghetti, uh, spaghetti marinara, all right inside the place, which is unbelievable. Anyway, I, got, um, I get boxes every day, every day. Danielle is got to be Amazon's number one buyer. Every day there's three boxes, four boxes. So I got a box a couple of days ago from a name I recognized, and you should too. One of my dear friends, Sid and friends, and the voice and face of the Jewish community here in New York, the great Assemblyman Dove Heiken. And in the box is a book. And the book is this beautiful hardcover book, color pictures. It's actually on my living room table right now. It's a great setting book. And the name of the book is A Brief History of Anti-Semitism. And we talk about the issues we're facing here in New York all the time, Mayor Eric Adams doesn't deny it. The police commissioner, Keyshawn Shule, doesn't deny it. In fact, they're trying to find a way to limit these anti-Semitic attacks. Here he is on this, the fourth day of Hanukkah, my dear friend Dove Heiken. Good morning, Dove.
13: Good morning, Sid. Uh, Good to be with you, especially uh, on this amazing holiday of Hanukkah. And let me just wish all of your listeners uh, beautiful holidays, wish everyone a safe, holiday, you know, wherever you're going, uh, uh, you go there safely and come back safely.
7: You know, uh, I I wonder if you're aggravated that there's a million, I mean a million Christmas songs, and I love Christmas music, and to be honest with the audience, I celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas, I love the Christmas holiday, but a million Christmas songs, don't we got one Hanukkah song, Adam Sandler, and it's kind of comedic to be honest with you, does that bother you?
13: Uh, not really. I haven't lost any sleep part of that one. <laughs> 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 I got to tell you, that's when I haven't lost any sleep. Well, I'll tell you uh,
7: this. A couple nights ago, John and Margot Casimatidis dove for the third consecutive year, bestowed this great honor on me, which is to go down to the largest menorah in the world, Grand Christ. Army Plaza, Fifth Avenue, right outside the Plaza Hotel, and light that candle. It was the, uh, the third night. It was freezing and uh all that but i got to tell you it was such an amazing night a great honor hundreds of yeshiva kids and jewish people in and around the menorah as me and john lit it i wish you were there you would have loved it dove
13: yeah i've done it you know i've done that in the past and i've done it literally all over the world that it, look it's this very very special time especially with the challenges and the difficulties that the jewish people face i mean uh, anti-semitism uh... the numbers are just uh, uh... we've never seen anything like it i gotta tell you uh... people often ask uh... is this nazi germany the early nineteen thirties that's how people feel and the numbers don't lie and this book a brief uh... you know we we joked around uh, it's not so brief this book uh... it's uh... literally uh... six hundred pages but it's it's with the pictures and the way it's presented it is a tool uh, that everyone should have. Everyone should have this book at home, uh, you know, and go through it and learn the basic things, the history of antisemitism, going back to Greco-Roman times, up until very recent times. And one of the remarkable things, I don't know if you had a chance to do this, Sid, uh, the kids will go crazy, it's also visual. You put an app on your phone, very simple, doesn't cost anything, And there are 70 spots throughout the book where it simply says, scan me, using your phone to scan that page. Sid, you watch the video of the actual event that you're reading about. Wow. Sounds great. I mean, you're watching the video, uh, you know, 1947, the United Nations voting whether uh, uh, to recognize Israel, etc., you know, that whole thing. You actually watch the video of that period of time, and 70 of those videos, you know, the president of Israel, former head of the ADL, Abe Foxman, and people like uh, Ambassador David Friedman, Ambassador Erdogan, many, many others, they looked at this book, and I I always say about this book, and it's a challenge, there's nothing like this book anywhere in the world I mean, that's a pretty heavy thing for me to say, but I'm not worried because if you look at this book, you go through this book, and it's doing extremely well on Amazon, will be at local bookstores very soon. Uh, A Brief and Visual History of Antisemitism by uh, Israel Baton. Uh, Again, it's just an extraordinary piece of work.
7: Yeah, it is a beautiful book, and again, uh, we've got it, thanks to you. Thank you for the lovely gift of, and I do think every Jewish person, and maybe every person, should have this book somewhere in their home because it does detail the long history of the persecution of the Jews, which, of course, hit an all-time high during World War II when Adolf Hitler basically wiped out a whole generation of Jews, six million in Germany, but continues today, and like you said, the number is skyrocketing. Now, again, I do talk to the mayor I have not talked very much to Shul, only one or two conversations, but I do know at least they're portraying they are taking this stuff pretty seriously. Does that make you feel better, or are you a guy that needs to see action before you give any local city officials any credit?
13: Look, I feel, look, it's important to care, but that is only a very small piece of it. And you and I have talked about this again and again. There's got to be a plan. There's got to be a recognition. You know, where is the hate coming from? And then the questions of why. Why, uh, you know, 70% of all the incidents in New York, in New York, have emanated from the minority community, in particular, the black community. Those things need to be talked about if you're ever going to solve the problem. And so far, that is not the discussion. You are aware of it. You talk about it, Sid, but there are very few people like yourself who have the courage Just to recognize the fact. Yeah, but I got
7: to ask you this, though, because growing up as a kid, for example, the Italians in Howard Beach, they wouldn't let black people in. I mean, they chased a bunch of kids with baseball bats on the Belt Parkway coming out of New Park Pizza. That was a big story, but that was every day. No blacks allowed in Howard Beach. The Irish, they were the same way. As far as I can remember, as long as I can remember, the only people that had no issue living with black people and assimilating were the Jews. And I think Al Sharpton screwed things up really badly. Al Sharpton and David Dinkins, going back to those days in Crown Heights, because again, as long as I can remember, the only people that invited black people to live with them were the Jews. How do they hate us?
13: Yeah, look, uh, these are great questions. Uh, You know, we in the Jewish community, look, there is hate everywhere, there's racism everywhere. You know, people are people, but the idea of going into Jewish community. Let's remember that so many of these attacks overwhelmingly are directed against people identifiably Jewish. And you have these anti-Semites coming into Jewish communities because they're looking for Jews who they can identify and, and beating up on people and causing havoc and causing fear where where people have to hide their jewish identity. I mean, what is going on? This is this is New York. This is America. You have to hide who you are. I mean, for God's sake, you know, in Nazi Germany, they made people wear the Star of David on their on their shirt, on their jacket, on their coat. You know why? Oh, that's a freaking Jew. You could go after him, beat the hell out of him. You know, you could identify him because he's wearing the Star of David. Well, we don't have that in America. Thank God. But if someone is wearing a yarmulke, if someone, quote, unquote, looks Jewish, yep. they're wearing the Star of David, they become a target. Yep. And this particular book, A Brief and Visual History of Antisemitism, you mentioned non-Jews as well. It's for everyone because this will make you understand, you know, the issues of Israel, the Palestinians, anti-Zionism, you want to understand what that's all about. You want to be able to defend the position of the Jewish people. It's not difficult. It's not complicated. You just got to know your facts. And the way this book presents those issues, it's easy. You know, look, people don't want to read. You know, you and I, said. I you know book after book I don't stop reading that's just the way I am and and my kids as well but most people don't want to read they want the short version well this particular book you know 600 pages but it's easy to go through and you will walk away knowledgeable about the things you need to know in the world if you know when you high school by the way many high schools will be adopting a curriculum based on this book I mean uh, like I said Challenge. There's nothing like it anywhere in the world, like this book, a brief and visual history of anti-Semitism. Order your copy. I guarantee. I this is a guarantee. It takes a lot of chutzpah for me to say this. <laughs> a chutzpah, by the way, is audacity.
7: Balls, nerve. Go
13: ahead. Yeah, yeah. Get, get this
7: book. <laughs> hey, Dove, uh, Thank you so much for the amazing contributions you've made to my program when bernie was here uh, all these years especially this year like i said you become the face and the voice of the jewish community especially on this program want to wish you and your beautiful family who have met a happy hanukkah a happy new year i look forward to many many dove hiking appearances on this number one show in 2023 i love you pal thank you so much
13: Thank you so much, Sid, and you're the role model for
7: being a mensch. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. There he is, the great Dove Hyken, wrapping up a tremendous hour number one on this Thursday morning, the second-to-last show for me until January 3rd of 2023. Special thanks to both Frank Morano and Dove Hyken. Big hour next hour, including... Bill O'Reilly's Morning Message, Nicole Malliotakis, and Judge Andrew Napolitano all about to come your way. Keep it right here, Our number two of Sid Friends in the Morning, only right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. This is
1: sit Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative.
3: Oh, you're my best friend.
2: 77 WABC.
3: Help me, Clarence! Get me back!
14: Get me back, I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please!
12: I want to live again! I want to live again! I want to live again! Please, God, let me live again!
14: Hey, George! George! You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now, get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George. Bert, do you know me? Know you? Huh, you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you?
9: <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert. My mouth's bleeding. Zoot petals! pedals.
14: Zoot, there they are, Bert. What do you know about that?
15: Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry, merry, yeah.
3: we a wonderful Christmas time simply having a wonderful Christmas time
7: iconic scene of course from what uh, most people believe and they're right the greatest Christmas movie of all time it's a wonderful life Jimmy Stewart and that's a uh, great scene is it not God, how old is that movie now? It's got to be like 90 years old. What year?
8: 1947.
7: So that movie is now 75 years old. How about that? Jimmy Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life, and it is a wonderful life at 7.07 on your Thursday morning, three days before Christmas 2022. My mother's coming on tomorrow, so she wants to wish all of her listeners, her (laughs) listeners, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, of course, The Rosenbergs, when my father was alive, God rest Harvey's soul, I miss him. I love you, Dad. When uh, he was alive many years ago, you hear this every year. I know some of you are bored. I don't care. We had the biggest Christmas Eve party in the world. 250 people would arrive at 2216 Quentin Road in Brooklyn, New York every year. Piano player upstairs for the adults. My buddy Jerry Rocco spinning records in my basement apartment. For the, uh, the young kids and the teens, brought out the food at midnight, everything from Parmesan to chicken rollatine. drinking all night long. The next morning, I was a little boy. I'd run downstairs. Couldn't wait to open the gifts. We got a huge Christmas tree and a real tree, mind you. And the gifts were everywhere. And I would come down in the morning, and there will be bodies strewn all over my living room floor. The fire is still burning, the smell of vodka, and bodies everywhere. Even non-Jews would go to Midnight Mass and come back to the Rosenberg house to finish their Christmas party. So, Mom, Naomi, will tell you all about it tomorrow. And my son, Gabriel, on my last show until 2023, will actually co-host tomorrow morning. How about that, Louis? Wow. Gabe, going to co-host.
8: Now now I'm coming in.
7: And the mayor is going to come on, I think. So, Gabe has a couple of questions for Eric Adams. That may be unbelievable radio. (laughs) Maybe.
8: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to really have to put it in ship. I know. 1946, it's the movie. Oh, I 46. Yeah, All right, so no. it's
7: 54, 76 years old. Right. All right, my next guest is a terrific lady, been on this show many, many times over the years. Elected to Congress back in November of 2020 to represent New York's 11th congressional district, former New York State Assembly member for Brooklyn and Staten Island. 2017 Republican nominee for New York City mayor. I mean, she's done a lot, and she's also a good personal friend, Nicole Maliotakis. Nicole, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. How are you?
0: Great, great. Thank you very much. Uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, happy Hanukkah to all your listeners. Thanks a lot.
7: You got it. Hey, tell me about this this, uh, stall now. First, let's start with this. Chuck Schumer basically threatening everybody. The clock is ticking. If you want to make sure there's no government shutdown coming up tomorrow night, Friday night, make sure you side with us on this big omnibus bill. What are the odds right now, Nicole, that the government actually does shut down before tomorrow night, by tomorrow night?
0: Well, you know, last night the Senate hit a snafu because the uh, Senate Republicans, I think, uh, a little bit found their spine and they decided to demand at the very minimum God, let's make Title 42 permanent. Now, what the Senate Republicans have done by going along with the Democrats on this bill is basically uh, cut the legs of the House Republicans from under them. You know, we were about to take power, and you know, was less than two weeks, um, and we would have the ability to negotiate the spending plan, the, the budget for the country. And what they've done is basically handicapped us if they if they do pass this today, uh, and taken away our leverage to use the power of the purse to get energy independence, to secure the border in particular. Uh, and if this thing passes, it's going to basically tie our hands for nine months. There's never been a time in this nation's history where the lame duck Congress has passed an omnibus like this. By the way, the deadline was September 30th. They kicked it down to after the election, uh, a continuing resolution just to fund the budget at the current level. till so after the election to this December, uh, just so they can get another bite, at, bite of the apple on their way out the door should they lose the election. That's exactly what happened. They lost the election, but they gave themselves this last opportunity to jam through their Democratic priorities. And so really no Republican should be joining them or helping them. Instead, they should be demanding, demanding that we continue the current budget uh, and current spending level until you know sometime early next year and let the Republicans in the House who the people voted for work with the Senate Democrats to craft a budget that is more responsible and that reflects the priorities that Americans spoke very loud and clear about in this election.
7: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I I think I saw a list this morning that included like 21 Republicans and big names, guys like Marco Rubio, Tom Cotton and others that are on board with this $1.7 trillion abortion. Is that true?
0: Well, I'm not sure that they're on board with the final bill. What they voted for so far was to allow uh, a debate to kind of move a move forward. So, uh, yeah, that was one tactic to vote no. We voted no in the House last night because we didn't want the bill to move forward for debate. Um, what we, What we wanted was to, you know, again, push for that continuing funding level, the current levels. Um, and allow the House to take over on January 3rd, which,
8: right, is, what right.
7: I
0: think the people, which is
7: exactly what the American yep. people said with their vote. Well, this uh, um, this, this omnibus bill, I looked into it yesterday, $1.7 trillion. I mean, I know we just promised Zelensky, who was here yesterday with Biden, like another $2 billion in Patriot missiles, more money in this bill going to Ukraine. I've seen enough of that, by the way. Uh, also money for the flu- influenza issue, money for the Michelle Obama trial. I mean, a lot of money in this bill. That goes to really complete nonsense. So why would anybody be okay with spending 1.7 trillion when once again this bill is not exactly what the White House is trying to sell to the American public?
0: Yeah, look, I think some of the senators who were in the back room—you know, the back room deal—they uh, they got what they wanted, so I guess they gave their vote away. But you know, those of us who are looking—you know—we're not part of that—you know—little back room that had maybe a handful of people. Um, We saw the bill on Monday, um, two days, basically, to uh, read 4,100 pages. They're going to give us an hour to debate it today. How do you debate 4,100 pages in one hour? It's absolutely ridiculous. And on top of that, I've been trying to go through this bill and read it as best I can. I mean, you see border security for Oman, for uh, Egypt, for Lebanon, uh, for uh, Tunisia. You know, you see how they uh specifically say certain pots of money cannot be used for border security here in the United States. They refuse to include a permanent Title Forty two. The least the Senate Republicans should have done was demand that border security was in this bill. Let's stop this nonsense. We know what's gonna happen if they lift Title Forty Two. So they should have pushed for at least that and and other border security measures to just stop this nonsense that 's happening that 's crippling cities like New York City and others when you know that seventy percent of the people crossing into our country are not legitimate asylum seekers there 's actually probably much more than that but i 'm going to be very generous here and say seventy percent do not qualify for asylum they are entering our country completely illegally without grounds uh, to claim asylum and then on top of that, uh, you see you know eight 800- seven hundred and fifty million dollars going to ngos to actually help the trafficking giving people transportation uh giving them cell phones giving them housing and all sorts of other things uh, while you have the american people struggling to put food on the table this holiday season it's just it's just wrong and i've I've gone through here a lot of wasted money on uh you know foreign aid programs that don't work that president trump actually proposed cutting um uh, if you go through it i think the house republicans have a lot of work to do to cut the pork next year. But one thing that is missing, okay, with all the billions that uh, they have going to other countries, um, what's missing actually is the funding for the healthcare program for our 9-11 heroes that are suffering from illnesses. That's set to expire at the end of next year in 2024. And, and, And to think that, gee, they have all these billions going. They even gave President Biden $6 billion more than he requested for Ukraine, and yet that's the money we needed, by the way, to make this World Trade Center program whole for our NYPD and our FDNY first responders who are suffering with 9-11-related illnesses, okay, and also the wives, the, the widows, and the children of those fallen uh, first responders from 9-11.
7: Well, I'm okay. confused. Hold so on, I'm on confused. I'm confused because I thought, and I know these are probably two different things. You could explain it. I thought that Peter King, our mutual friend, and John Stewart made sure that people were going to get their monies for close to 100 years. So, what is what what is missing in the bill?
0: Well, they did, but there there's a three billion dollar shortfall in the program. And new 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 uh, first responders um, will not be allowed to be added to it. Um, and so, as you know, there's still first responders. We're learning about, you know, regularly that uh, end up with 9/11 related cancers. So uh, that's the problem. There is that shortfall, and so um, money would would have been offset with COVID funds potentially. These unused COVID funds, or you know, instead of giving the extra six billion that they asked uh, that to, to the president for Ukraine when he asked for you know, 45. Uh, you know, you could have made up that money there, but but wow. look, in terms of Ukraine, because I saw the speech last night, and you know, I, my my constituents have a I have a growing Ukrainian community. They support Ukraine. They support uh, stopping Putin. They understand the importance of 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 stopping World War Three. The issue is is that the United States has funded sixty two percent of this. All right, where are the other countries? That's what. My constituents want to know is where are our European allies? You know, you see the small countries chipping in the most If you If you look at their GDP, percentage of GDP, you've got those tiny countries, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, of course, because, you know, in close proximity, uh, those nations are the ones who are most threatened and doing the most in terms of providing military equipment uh, in, in comparison to GDP. But if you go down that list, you know, UK is not pulling its weight neither is Italy, neither is France, Germany. These countries have to chip in more. United States should not be funding 62% of the aid. And that is the problem uh, that I think Americans have, uh, is that we, we wanna help, we wanna be supportive, we need to stop Putin, but at the same time, we should not be bearing the brunt of this without support from our allies.
7: I couldn't agree more. And uh, Europe has uh, done a lot of that stuff. That's why Donald Trump, whether it was NATO or these other deals, he was like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the United Kingdom and Germany and all these European countries not doing what they're supposed to do. This is another example of that. And uh, just to go back quickly for two seconds, Nicole, on the, uh, the $6 billion more for Biden and not getting the money to the 9-11 folks. That is really a nauseating story, especially here in New York.
0: Well, yeah, when you think about that Schumer is the, is the majority leader. He negotiated the deal. He should have made sure it was in there, and then I'll probably be trying to blame my for it. Right. I can understand McConnell's at fault, too. But let's be serious. You, you take credit for everything that's in there, and then you, you blame somebody else for what's left out. That's not right. I mean, if you're negotiating this deal, you should have made sure that that was in there. That should be our priority, not sending money to citizens of other countries and allowing our heroes here to suffer.
7: Well said, Nicole Maliotakis. Uh, you are great. We're very lucky to have you here in New York, Staten Island, Brooklyn. All of us want to wish you and your lovely parents Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you for what you did for me last year. And I look forward to major contributions from you on this show in 2023. Thank you, Nicole. Thank
0: you. It's always great to be on your mom's show, Sid. Merry Christmas.
7: Merry Christmas. What a great ending. It's always great to be on your mom's show, Sid. Somewhere Naomi. Naomi right now is giggling and laughing and clapping. And Naomi will join us with her end-of-the-year Christmas speech Coming up at 805 tomorrow morning. Still lots more to do today, though, folks, including Judge Napolitano, Bill O'Reilly, famous defense attorney Joseph Tacopina, and more. Keep it right here, the second to last show from me until 2023. Sid and Friends in the Morning. Only right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Oh,
3: that's enough.
14: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Thursday, I am thinking that the worst social change in America over the years has been the gradual acceptance of treachery in our country. Yes, awful people have always been with us. Brutal slaveholders, Native American destroyers, narcotics merchants, assassins. We've had them all. If you read Killing the Mob and Killing Crazy Horse you'll know that I know what I am talking about. The difference today is that ruthless people have cover, the Internet. Ask any school kid and they'll tell you stories of betrayal and emotional brutality attached to social media that devastate children. And the miscreants go largely unpunished. Ancient Rome is the best example of a society that became so desensitized That thousands flocked to the Colosseum to see innocent people killed by wild animals. That was entertainment. The crowds couldn't get enough. Civility in Rome became non-existent. A collapse was inevitable. Those in positions of power in our country are often frightened. The treachery machine will turn on them. Thus politicians and influencers stand mute. When due process is denied, laws go unenforced, corruption is carried on in plain sight. Where are the crusaders for true justice? Do they exist anymore? Certainly not in the media or in the entertainment industry. Treachery rules there. Money and leftist ideology is the playbook. It's a grim picture. Only a strong, honest leader could set a different tone. Rome could not find one. We may not either. Those rare, honest individuals are hard to find. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on.
1: I see 77 W A B C. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning.
4: No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Merry, Merry, Merry,
12: Merry. Merry Christmas. Many years ago.
2: And I can say because I wasn't
5: there it was yesterday statues have their fun
2: people have
5: dance and he
8: comes Christmas, to Christmas. One Christmas Catalog Who is This Lewis, is Lewis' favorite many. Christmas song The artist One is Captain Sensible. Sensible
7: Captain Sensible
8: It's like part of this new wave collection Airplane's But it's like the L.I.R. How
7: old is this song now?
3: 40 years Oh, so
7: it was on DRE and yeah. all yeah. those stations yeah. Yeah. Captain Sensible, Merry Christmas One Christmas Catalog One Christmas Catalog, very good so we've been uh, bogged down here the last 45 minutes in serious political talk with uh, three great guests, great, Frank Marano, Dove Heiken, and Nicole Maliotakis. Yesterday was a big sports day here in New York, baseball specifically. Both the Mets and the Yankees making noise yesterday. The Mets, we learned that the – well, Scott Boris decided overnight, he had not heard from the San Francisco Giants – for about 12 hours. If you don't know this story, all-star shortstop Carlos Correa for the Houston Astros and the Minnesota Twins signed a, like, 12-year, $350 million contract to play baseball in San Francisco. But the Giants were a bit leery of an injury, which we still don't know what it is to this day. And so they, they actually canceled the press conference to introduce... Correa as a Giant. And Scott Boris, the, I guess, the best of all baseball agents. The guy makes a fortune. Everybody thinks he's a dick, but he makes a lot of money. He, um, He didn't hear from the Giants for about 12 hours, and he decided to call his friend Steve Cohen with the Mets. And he said, Steve, what do you think about this? And Steve Cohen has unlimited funds. $350 million to Steve Cohen. Is like a thousand to you and I, not ten dollars, but like a thousand. So he's already paying Brolander forty-three million this year, Scherzer forty-three million this year, Stoning Marte twenty million this year, Edwin Diaz just got brand new money, Brandon Nimmo just got brand new money, Lindor makes about thirty-four million this year. So what? What's another twenty-five million? So they swooped in the Mets because of Boris's call, and signed Correa. Now Correa is a New York Met, and much like what Alex Rodriguez did when he signed with the Yankees, even though Alex was the better defensive shortstop, he knew that was Derek Jeter's baseball team, and he volunteered to play third base. That's what's happening here. Correa will play third base, even though he's a shortstop. Lindor remains a shortstop, and I believe those two guys played together in that um, World League baseball thing, and Lindor played shortstop and Correa played third. Did you know that, Macedonia, film? They've actually done that before, those two guys. Did you know that? No. Oh, come on, bro. You got to know these things.
9: I also don't know what you're talking about. I, was, I wasn't paying any attention.
7: Really? What are you doing instead?
9: I'm uh, planning where I'm going to go for lunch tonight after work.
7: I like it. This is what I like to hear.
9: I'm thinking Indian. Oh, I like the uh, tandoor chicken.
7: So you look at the Mets infield.
8: (laughs) He's on this page called Gifts for Under $20. I know. We'll
7: we'll get back to that story. (laughs) Pete Alonzo, first base. Jeff McNeil, second base. Francisco Lindor, shortstop. Carlos Correa, third base. Here is Buster Olney's tweet last night. Every member of the Mets projected infield has at least two all-star appearances. Their number one, Burlander. And their number two Scherzer starting pitchers should be unanimous selections for the Hall of Fame. The Mets closer struck out fifty percent of the batters he faced last season. What only is telling you is this should be a dominant Mets team. Very few, very few places. I know they, they traded James McCann yesterday. They bought another guy, some cash to give him eight million dollars, but very few spots. On this Met team right now, from starting pitching to the closer to this all star infield to guys like Marte and Nimmo in the outfield. Very few spots on this Met team where they can't come up big in any situation.
9: Well, uh, the only thing I disagree with that that thing that you just read, I don't care what you disagree with. I do not well, All right, well, I'm going to say it. Yeah. What I disagree with that statement that you just read was uh, that Verlander and Scherzer are going to be unanimous Hall of Famers. What, 100%. No, that doesn't unanimous. mean. Unanimous. Yes. yes. Yeah. Unanimous means they get 100% of the vote. Well, Rivera got 100% of the vote. And he's the only person. Babe Ruth didn't get it. I know. Not either Tom if, Siever or Grippier. Exactly. I know. If
7: these know. guys didn't, it's okay, not. Okay, fair. Be, that's fair. They're, they're going to be Hall of Famers. Nope, no, first time First time Hall of Famers. But yes. you're, you're probably right. Maybe they're
9: not. not even close. Yeah. They're going
7: to get 80%. Let's move to the Yankees before I get a text from George V the vice president here at Red Apple Media. He's a Yankee fan, and he's like, wow, the Mets, the Mets. Right, listen, George, when your owner steps up and does something rather than re-sign your general manager, then we'll talk Yankees. But they did sign Redone. Eh, they brought back Judge. That's huge. And they introduced Aaron Judge to the media yesterday, not as a Yankee. He's been here before, coming up the 62 home run season, but as the next Yankees captain. This is very big stuff. Lou, play it.
6: Getting the chance to be the captain of the Yankees now. That <laughs> goes without saying what an honor that is. You know, I look back at the list of Thurman Munson, Lou Gehrig, Ron Guidry, Willie Randolph, Derek Jeter, Don Mattingly. That's, that's a pretty good list right there. You know, not only great baseball players, but great ambassadors of the game and great ambassadors of the New York Yankees.
7: You know, are trying to figure out why Derek Jeter was there yesterday. Now it makes sense. He was the last Yankee captain. You heard Judge there rattle off a bunch of really good names. Munson, the only one that's passed away. Willie Randolph was there yesterday as well. Your thoughts, the biggest Yankee fan on this show, Justin Ellick. Aaron Judge, the newest Yankee captain.
10: Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Everybody saw it coming. A lot of people thought it would happen at some point uh, during spring training, but this was the obvious uh, time to do it when you're uh, announcing this new big contract. You got everybody there, all the media's there. Uh, so, yeah, obvious obvious thing that the tell, though, was, was seeing uh, was seeing Jeter on, on the dais there, yeah. you know, the passing of the torch, if you will. Um, but uh, big news, and I think he'll be a great captain. I mean, we'll
7: see. He's got a lot to live up to now, that's for sure. So, we'll see. Well, I don't think anybody cares about him being the captain. They want to see wins. Yes. Last year, the Mets won 101 games, and the Mets have gotten significantly better this offseason. But I will say. The Yankees won 99 games, and they've basically done nothing. Yeah. They're hoping that guys like D.J. LeMay, who regains the form he had a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. You know, maybe this guy Harrison Bader plays like he did during the postseason, which I think is ridiculous. And I understand the Mets have the Phillies and the Braves inside the NL East. The Yankees don't really have that. I mean, Tampa Bay's pretty good. Toronto's pretty good. Sox got a little better. A little better. Yeah. Uh, they lost J.D. Martinez, but they they brought in uh, Justin Turner. But if you're a Yankee fan, you got to be like, what is going on? Yeah, Steve Cohen's doing all the buying. What are we doing? But we
10: actually have to worry about the luxury tax. That's the difference. I mean, we, you, you, Steve Cohen doesn't have to worry about that because, like you said, these are pennies to him that he has to pay back to the league. Yeah. So, and and, the owners and are, he's
7: Jewish. He's right. proven Kanye West Point. We
10: own everything. But that's why you need a salary cap because, because the <laughs> other owners around the league don't care about any of this that that luxury tax they're all going to get a cut out of that so right, it, it's right. not like that money gets redistributed to the owners around the league so that's why you need a salary cap because it's getting ridiculous at this point the
7: luxury tax well, the Mets are you weren't to saying this nonsense when steinbrenner george was signing everybody away that's, catfish hunter that's Dave what Winfield. i told him yesterday i wasn't alive then i don't even know what you're talking okay, about but, but he's the guy that did all this yes
10: so not, but you. you it, it never got this. It never went like this. Of course it did. No, it did. You're such a dick face Yankee man. It's he, annoying. He owes 150 dollars in luxury tax money. 150 million dollars. <laughs> Whatever. He's got it. He's got it. Well, then put a salary cap on it. Damn it. <laughs> this is America. I've had enough. Oh, you've had you Can't enough. just build an all star team whenever you want. That's all the Yankees and, and, have done. And That's all he, you've done for all these really. Years. Steinbrenner would have like two or three big guys. Big guys. The Mets have like six or seven huge guys oh, on, I don't want to hear, on the roster. really It's insane. I saw something
9: yeah. uh, that the the um, the Mets <laughs> are paying more in in salary this year than the Pirates have since 2010. That's fine. We got in the money. We're gonna, years, we
7: want to win. There's going to be a seller gap in five years. George did the same exact thing. I don't want to hear about. Well, Jeter was homegrown. Rivera, Pettit, Bernie Williams. They surrounded all these guys with all stars. Well,
10: they just went out and got A Rod.
7: Who else? Did they? CC Sabathia maybe in 08. That was what? Cece Sabathia won a World Series in '08. Yes, but
10: that's one big guy. What it's about Jason
7: like, Giambi? What about the rest of these guys they brought in? There's a million of those guys. I just forgot their names at this Dude, point. Dude, Steve Cohen's got, he's got, you have to at four least. Four perennial all stars. You sound like team. a jealous Yankee fan. I
6: am!
10: Oh, okay. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning.
6: Friends, how
12: many
2: 77 WABC.
7: Guys, we're getting awfully gray out there. Rain is coming. Kind of sucky if you think about it. The Thursday and Friday before Christmas. Christmas just three days away. Really good time to walk around the city and enjoy what New York City does bring. And as bad as things are in this city, and the ain't great, this is still the most beautiful place to be come Christmas time. So when you combine the fact the next two days it's going to rain, like Noah's Ark didn't face this. And then be freezing. And then freezing, exactly, Saturday and Sunday with temperatures single digits and in the teens. It's just going to be brutal. That's uh, kind of sad. Leslie Slender uh, wants to help with the Christmas music. Well, I just don't care. I love Leslie. She's uh, a gem. The greatest salesperson ever. And, and, um, but I just don't care. I don't
8: care. Nope.
7: But for her, will you play um, Christmas by Darius Rucker? The guy from uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, yeah. Winter Wonderland by Darius Rucker. Yeah. I don't like the song Silent Night. It this it, is it's depressing. I'm not playing that. You sure? Yeah, <laughs> depresses me. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock, Fine Rascal Flats. These are all country music people that she. Um,
8: Which is the Darius Rucker thing? I don't know.
7: What did he sing? Uh, he sang. Um, oh, Come Home. Uh, something about. I, I don't know.
8: God,
7: it. what about George Napolitano? What does he like uh, yeah, Christmas let's music? Find out. Maybe he likes Not King Cole or. I don't know what uh, the, Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis, or
8: Judas Priest, uh, Christmas in Hell.
7: Now that's a good song. Yeah, uh, Judge, what Christmas songs do you like?
11: Uh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas.
7: <laughs> God, I knew you were going to go there. I knew it. <laughs> They're going to ban that song one of these days, just so you know. God,
11: I, I'm an old-fashioned traditionalist, know, know. They're, they're traditionalist.
7: I know, but they're going to tell you soon. I'm a
12: Korean traditionalist.
7: I know, but they're going to tell you very soon that White Christmas is racist, and they'll, uh, that song will be gone like Gone with the Wind and everything else going on in society I'm today.
11: So, sorry to say that I agree with you. The woke people are gradually uh, undermining the cultural values in the United States, which have made us great. You, you talk about New York having a lot of problems. It still has cultural values, but not if these people uh, have, their, have their way. No. So I, I agree with you entirely. I realize we're just talking about a song, but, but a song um, can represent what's in your heart. And if a lot of people like the song, can represent what's in the hearts of a lot of people. Uh, when Irving Berlin, who will like this, addressed a joint session of Congress, he ended by saying, I'll write the music, you write the laws, I'll run the country. Because music reaches people good people, bad people, rich people, poor people it reaches all of us. Very interesting. I didn't think we'd be talking about this this morning.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the beauty of this program. The unpredictable Sid and Friends in the Morning Show on WABC. Trust me, going into every segment.
11: I heard a rumor that this is your mother's show. Now, what is that all about?
7: I'll tell you what that's about. My mother, Naomi, we lost my father, Judge, about two years ago. And um, I was very close to my dad. I miss him. I love him. It's very sad. But uh, since he's passed away, my mom has spent a lot of time on this radio show because she is the number one Trump supporter. You cannot move her no matter what. She's sensible. She's rational. But she just loves Donald Trump. And so the audience, which is a huge Trump-supporting audience here, big conservative audience, they love my mother. So when she comes on, she says things like, you know, son, Sidney Paris." I want to tell our audience. I go, Mom, Mom, our audience. You're a guest. You're on like twice a month. What do you mean our audience? And then I get messages from people that go, Sid, we only listen to you because of her. It is her audience. So she's going to come out again tomorrow, George, at 8.05 to end the year. But she has become a cult hero on this program.
11: Well, Well, one of my great joys, I want your audience to know this, one of my great joys of this year, 2022, is the rejuvenation of our friendship friendship that oh, began years ago at wabc the thank old you. wabc and it's a great gift to me but oh. a great joy for me next year would be to be on with your mom <laughs> <laughs> i am you every thursday what do i have to do to get her
7: i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna make it happen january of 2023 the judge and naomi coming oh, to a theater God, near I you know that sounds <laughs> so good Judge and naomi you know my mom by the way is jewish but uh, my parents put on the biggest Christmas Eve party you've ever seen. Every year, we stacked in about 250 people to our beautiful home on Quentin Road in Brooklyn. My mom did the cooking, everything from Parmesan dishes to chicken roll teen, you name it. So she would love your new column, which I read this morning. Let me, uh, let me give the folks out there the, the actual title. What if Christmas is real? And in this column, Judge, you present a lot of what ifs. And you find a way to kind of um, stick Jesus in there with government. I thought it was brilliant. It was well done. For folks who want to read it, what if Christmas is real? What is that all about?
11: Well, if they want to read it, they can go to JudgeKnapp.com. They can go to WashingtonTimes.com or TownHall.com. But but it argues that Christmas is real, that, that God does enter our hearts if we welcome him. But it also reminds people that God created us, that God gives us life, not the government. And when people substitute the the government for God, they end up giving up their liberty and giving up their initiative and giving up their freedom and giving up their hard work, and they become subservient to the government. And the more money the government gives away, the more dangerous this becomes. There are 330 million Americans, close to half receive their subsistence from the government, either Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, some form of wealth transfer, they work for uh, the government or they sell products to the government. James Madison and company, when they wrote the constitution never imagined that we would be subservient to the government. Rather, the government should be subservient to us. So (laughs) I make all these arguments about Christmas, that we can only really, truly uh, appreciate Christmas when we are free to accept God's love, and when we are free means we are not reliant on the government. That's the uh, essence of it. I was a little worried be honest with you, discussing with it, because you're Jewish, I'm Catholic, we agree on just about everything under the sun. But you have such an understanding of the Judeo-Christian world, uh, the, the areas where our morals are the same. Morality has to be the uh, underlying foundation of the law. And the Judeo-Christian morality is what has made the Western world great.
7: Let me reiterate what you said just uh, moments ago that I, too, love the fact that you and I have, have uh, become very good friends again. I, I'm honored that you're on this program every week. It means a lot to me, Judge. I do want to wish you and your family and all your friends the merriest of Christmases, the happiest of New Year's. And I look forward to uh, many great spots, you, Naomi, and the whole crew coming up in 2023. So enjoy the holiday season. Thank you for coming back. And we've got big things ahead in the future, buddy. Thank you so much. God bless you, Sid. God bless you, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Every Thursday morning at 7.40 here on Sid and Friends. Halfway through, been amazing already. Frank Murano Dove Hikind, Nicole Maliotakis, Judge Napolitano. Still to come, the segment of the week, Bill O'Reilly coming up at 8.40, and my dear friend, famed defense attorney live in studio Joe Tacopina, coming up at 9.05. The second half of the number one Nielsen rated news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere in America. Sitting friends in the morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC is coming up right after Dab with the news.
12: Lay bells in the snow.
13: Of a
8: white
12: Christmas With every Christmas card I write May
16: your days be merry
9: Spectacular!
1: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning.
10: Oh, no, I get by Kick off even by lighting up. Oi! For my friends. The star of the show. Oi! Oi! I spoke to.
1: Famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg. Boy, this boy. is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from
2: my friends. 77, it,
5: WABC. Cryptocurrency exchange FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been extradited from the Bahamas and is believed to be here in New York. The former CEO left the Bahamas earlier today where he was arrested more than a week ago following the collapse of his cryptocurrency company. He was then put on a flight to New York. Meantime, two of his former associates have pled guilty in connection with their roles that contributed to the collapse of FTX. My message,
3: I wish you peace. We really fight for our common victory against this tyranny. That is real life, and we will win. It is my great pleasure, thankfully, (laughs) uh, despite a brief absence, technically speaking, to welcome Aaron not only back to the Bronx... But to welcome Aaron back to the Bronx as the 16th captain of this great organization, the New York Yankees. You get a chance to continue my legacy
6: here in Pinstripes, the best baseball city in front of the best fans. This is uh, an incredible honor. <laughs> it's all
13: cold down along the beach. And the wind's whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! man!
12: You guys know what time it is? What time? What? What? Oh, Christmas
4: time!
3: You guys all, you guys all been good and practicing real hard. Yeah, Clients, you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good, or what?
4: Oh, that's not many, not many. You guys are in trouble out here? Come
12: on. Yeah, you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not bow. I'm telling you why, say
7: Coming up next, and the ratings segment of the week, the great Bill O'Reilly coming up at 840. Fame defense attorney, friend of mine for 42 years, Joe Tacopino, live in studio at 9.05. Have four great guests on already today, Frank Murano Dove Hykend, Nicole Maliotakis, and just moments ago, the judge, Andrew Napolitano, all stopped by. Big day tomorrow, waiting on the complete confirmation from Mayor Eric Adams, who should be here, Also tomorrow, Andrew Giuliani uh, co-hosting with me tomorrow, my 14-year-old son, Gabriel. And also on tomorrow, Naomi. As my friend uh, Ralph Napolitano just said to me, no relation to Judge Andrew, Naomi and friends. (laughs) Eric Adams did speak a couple of days ago about the migrant issue here in New York. We know, of course, it's about to get a heck of a lot worse. I saw the numbers About an hour ago, if and when Title 42 does go away, and right now the Republicans are holding up this ridiculous $1.7 trillion omnibus bill because they want to do something with Title 42, amend it, keep it going, to keep these migrants out, the figures I saw were once Title 42 goes away, add to the already huge, exorbitant number of migrants, add Fourteen thousand a day, over five hundred thousand a month, nearly six million for the year. That'd be a lot of folks. You know what I'm saying? You guys don't care.
9: I know what you're saying. What are you you guys
7: like? I know what's going on in there. So, I have this uh, huge dilemma today. And that is, I've been invited to two parties at about the same
9: time. Oh, what a hard life. Yeah,
8: that really is a Jeez, dilemma. oh my God. I've been invited to two parties. I'm what popular, do i popular, guys. Oh,
9: <laughs> so hard being me.
8: Here's a dilemma. Which kid will I feed today? That's a dilemma. How about that?
9: Okay. Well, people have different dilemmas for their lives. (laughs) My dilemma is I'm worried about getting stabbed in the throat every single day on my way here. Well, then don't move to Bushwick. (laughs) To listen to your dilemmas, which, oh, I have uh, have four parties. So so here's my big problem. I have to light a menorah. I have to light light the largest (laughs) menorah in the world. I didn't say that. was a (laughs) dilemma. So here's my, my dilemma.
7: I've got Bo Needle, who invited me weeks ago, and I've been friends with Bo for a long time. Long time. Decades. And his Christmas parties are usually great because he's got, like, anybody from Mike Piazza to the biggest crime boss anywhere in New York to, like, uh, a cop, for example. But at the same time, they're having the company Christmas party. Now, what did they do wrong here again for the 100th time? Sure. And I know John and Margo don't like when I share this stuff on the air sometimes. But, you know, listen, that's why this show was popular, because I tell it the way it is. I get a call from Matt Meany, the program director, last night. Hey, you coming tomorrow? I'm like, the Bo's party, yes. No, no, no. We're having our Christmas party. Five o'clock here at the studios. The night before, folks. Not a month. Not six months. Night before. Now, on top of all of this, this huge dilemma, do I go to Bo's party or this one? The
8: weather is about to get N-A-S-T-Y nasty. I wanted to get the answer.
9: Okay. I was was trying to spell it in my head, but you spoiled it too quick. Sorry. If I'm going Uh back to Rockaway after the show, because
7: I just am, I'm going to the gym, I got stuff to do, don't worry about
8: it. Mr. Rosenberg, if you're nasty.
7: (laughs) Yeah. So then the thought of coming back into the city for either one of these parties, it's just not working for me. I don't know.
8: Well, you can hang out in the back and wait for the parties to begin. I, I did that Tuesday, two days ago. Uh-huh.
7: Literally, I went for a stress test, came back here, saw Rudy, saw Greg Kelly, sat here for two hours, and then met John and Margot at the menorah, and then I went to the Stephen Van Zandt Bowl, mind you.
8: I think Greg Kelly was part of the stress test, wasn't
7: it? <laughs> I think so, too. So I'm not going to do that again. So I don't know if I'm going to do anything tonight. I may just go back to Rockaway. If the weather gets bad, I'm just going to stay home. I love Bo,
9: and I love WABC. But I don't know if I'm tired today. Pretend it's the pandemic and do a Zoom call into both of them. That's what I should do. Yeah. Make and an appearance. We'll put you up on the projector. You can say hi to everyone. Yeah. And we can make an announcement. Sid had a big dilemma today, but <laughs> miracle
8: <laughs> of miracles no, it
9: I, Sorry to interrupt you. It's just very difficult uh, life. Well, Here fine. he is okay. on, his, <laughs> on his iPhone.
8: <laughs> From his beach home in Rockaway.
9: <laughs> you guys,
7: you make me laugh because you, Macedonia Phil... You've had a dilemma today, too. I haven't made fun of it, and that is... You did? No, I did not. Yes, you did. On how, air,
9: you just said this. is. I have no idea what this is. I, this is Why are you even talking about it? Well, here's your dilemma. How does Phil
7: and Louis, or anybody else, going to the company Christmas party tonight, how do they find any gift worthwhile giving to somebody else for $20 or less?
9: It has to be kind of like a universal gift. Like, anyone here could use it, which is even harder. It makes sense if you're, like, doing it for a specific person. But, like, just a general gift under $20? Under well,
7: give me an idea. What, what could you find for under $20? A scented candle. That's nice. I love scented candles. Yeah, I actually, candle. you know, my, my neighbor, Billy Felton, who oh, I love dearly, and his wife, Jackie, I love her, too. She celebrated a birthday on Saturday. We went next door. Danielle and I gave her a birthday gift, and it was a scented candle. Now, blue mercury, nicer than what you're looking at, obviously. Uh-huh. But people love scented candles. Okay.
9: Well, then that, that's an idea. Am I going to get a Sunday candle by then? You should just give out like a dime no. bag of weed or
7: something, bro. <laughs> that's
9: what I said. The mo- Two S- dime bags of weed. Eric Adams will come.
8: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trading this. That's, that's going to be mine. That's mine. That is mine. No. I am the hip-hop mayor.
7: This is uh, some type of um, fun that they're exercising at the party today. Stephanie Bongiorno, who's adorable, mind you. such a cute girl, great girl to work with. She y'all uh, came up with this idea. This is her, her brainchild. This uh what is this game called?
8: Handu.
9: Handu? It's called Handu. White Elephant. It's called the White Elephant?
8: Yeah. Why
9: is it called that? I don't know. It's a, it's, it's she didn't come up with a name. It's like I a thing. It's been named. It's like. a thing?
7: People do this? Yeah, apparently. Yep. Frankie Diaz, um, he's uh he's aware of this. This happens, Frankie, at other companies. What about this white elephant?
17: It doesn't necessarily happen at companies, it's just people like I've been to parties in college where yeah. they have a bunch of gifts and then you have to you know trade them or whatever it is and then So what's just...
7: the difference between this and a grab bag? <laughs> Parties and in... Well, you get the trade, I guess. I feel like yeah, I yeah.
17: think I feel like with a grab bag it's just it's more like, you know, it's free stuff it. that you can get take home with you, whereas the, the, with White Elephant, you, you don't really know what you're going to take home with you. Right. I
9: don't know about Frank, but the parties I went to in college had different white stuff. <laughs> also, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. no. The right, they, they,
17: right. Uh, no, I mean, uh, the holidays that were, like, you know, f- officially sanctioned, it was like I, like, I got a I got a, a bag of marshmallows one year, right. which I was like, okay, <laughs> what am I going to do with that? You you mean, I, to, maybe white Elephant one. would be heroin in, uh, <laughs> at his college.
7: <laughs> so you got scented candles. Uh, Lou, have you thought of anything to give away today?
9: Uh but oh, you're not it. going. No I'm not marbles. Right. What about no, a bag I, of marbles? I what do you do with a bag of marbles? You could uh, like uh, you could do like a throw my people. You could do like a prank, like you know, like a Home Alone style prank. If someone breaks in your house, they f- oh. they fall over. Okay. What about
7: you, Justin? You find anything with twenty bucks or less? No.
9: Are you going to this party? Uh,
7: no.
8: Nope. He hasn't come up with his answer yet. Somebody
7: talk over me. Somebody, Justin
8: will be there. Yeah. there. Yeah. No, I'll talk go. over I'll, Justin. No, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going.
10: Justin, oh, oh, you'll be there.
7: Well, what if they make you go? Oh, they God. can do that. That's they can. Right? They can make you go. They can say you have to go. Oh, 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 yeah. Can they? What do you? You can't use Bernie as an excuse. That's mine. I remember one time we had an event downstairs. <laughs> he was exiting the building and he still didn't go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh made, my god,
8: made a, made a wrong turn. <laughs> but I don't understand.
10: <laughs> what he you do? Like, there's not going to be a, like, why are they begging people to go? Is there not going to be enough people going? They want, ha- to go? they oh, want fun. Begging.
9: It's not the same thing. If, if I got Justin seven there.
7: emails last night saying saying go. Uh, oh, that's saying, because that's yeah, because again, at the risk of sounding brash and arrogant, the morning show runs this station. We're the big stars here. So if none of us show up tonight,
9: that look it good. looks
7: bad,
10: right? Right, but if, uh, so if that's the case, then don't have the party at 5 o'clock on a Thursday. Okay.
7: You're right about that. You're right. You're right. And maybe next year they won't do that. You're right. But this is the way it's going this year. So <laughs> what are you going do about today? Forget about uh, whether or not it's going to be a different time next year. I don't. They're going to make you go. I, yeah. They're going to dock your pay. They're going to dock the, my pay. They're going to take away from your POT. What's it called? P- what is it? P T O. P-T-O. My, all my PTO already gone. All my, my PTO is
10: already gone. They, they have nothing to take from me. I don't me. even
7: know what a PTO is. I just heard this idiot yelling about it with Matt Blaze at 5 it, o'clock it, it right you in the morning. a million times. You That's do know what it is. It's, no, I don't know. It's just paid time off. Paid time off. right. Yes.
9: Right. So it's a time. P.O.T. Can... is what Eric Adams wants.
7: Well,
10: how come you guys get money for a time off? We get an allotted amount of time at at the start of every year. So, uh me, for instance, I get like 120 hours or something. That you get I paid for not coming? That I can take for vacation. vacation. No, no, that's it's no good. No, no, that's got to go. If, what do you that's mean? Gotta that's gotta go. how
7: America go. works. No, no, no.
9: Give that money to the Ukraine. Okay, everybody. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. three weeks right there. That's three weeks of, of getting paid to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Cohen's paying for it. No, see, that's the problem with America. We actually incentivize people not to work. Are king In Europe, they get like six weeks of paid time off. And they, and they get time off for like, they get like six months off for pregnancy. Okay, yeah. and, yeah, and and Then move they to Then
10: move to London. I, I
7: very well might. No,
10: the London rest, is horrible.
9: Compared to the rest of the world, we, we
10: work
7: harder than anybody. No, those people in England, they they, they, they leave at 12 o'clock, they, they get hammered, they take a
8: nap. They I have know. a nap every it's year amazing. afternoon. I know. Yeah, all of Europe takes siestas, they go yeah. home to sleep, and later out year. Year. and eat dinner. Smile later. 8 o'clock, yeah. Yes. Right.
9: And everything's fried. Right. Everything's fried? Yeah. Yeah. And their, It's their amazing. Is uh, not that great. Why, right? why, why do we say we're the best country in the world
7: if if everyone else is getting to do this? You know why we said we're the best country in the world? And you can appreciate this more than anybody. Yeah. Ain't no LeBron James anyplace else. Ain't uh, no Kevin Durant. Yeah, but they sports. got Harry
9: Kane sports. That's,
7: they do that's, Harry all. Kane. that's all we got is sports. They what got, about movies? And they play cool sports like cricket. No, that's a horrible sport. They yeah, also <laughs> you know, I, I like sometimes that. I drive by in the fall Marine Park in Brooklyn. And I see a bunch of guys like you're talking about, in like white suits. They're playing cricket. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, I, I roll find... down the window. I yell at them, "Go back to Jamaica!" Of <laughs> <Get> <laughs> don't,
9: out I here. don't <laughs> even think <laughs> do they played in Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> it's know, yeah, India. they don't play it in Jamaica.
7: Yeah. All right, so, 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 give <laughs> yeah, yeah. me one by one here. Who is actually going to the company Christmas party tonight? Just, I want a yes or no, Justin. Mm. Nah. What? <laughs>
8: Okay, we'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. I okay. just have e a <laughs> Yeah, I,
14: I, I wasn't going to go, but I'm going to go at least for a little bit. I'm not going to stay for a whole. All
7: uh,
9: right, uh, Phil from Macedonia. Does it have to be a one-word answer? One-word answer. Well, it depends on a lot of things. Say one-word <laughs> <laughs> answer. Whether or not, you know, I have to go home. Because I'm not going to stay here for four hours after yeah. my shift. Yeah. So. Okay. It depends comes on a, many things. Here
7: comes a resounding no. Deb Valentine.
18: And accounted for Yes, present. Yes, yes. You're you're
7: actually going to go to the party tonight. I am. No kidding. What about you? Are you going back to Jersey are you going
18: to stay here? Oh, no. The station, John Katzmatidis. Yeah.
7: Oh,
8: listen
10: to
18: this now. Perks? I've agreed. Yes. I I have a station uh, paid for hotel room. Oh, my God. Wow. How
8: about
7: cool. that? <laughs> and now, Phil, are you on the same floor as Deb in the station paint hotel time.
16: <laughs> I'm not going to even share with you
17: who's going to be in my hotel oh, room. Oh,
7: we're going to have back. to continue oh. to the show. Oh, what? Hey now. Oh. Oh. All right, there you have it, folks. Wow. Well, we, <laughs> now we know
17: who's running. Stuff. <laughs>
7: <God>. <laughs> Pete Morgan actually <laughs> said to me last night they should put you up if you want to come in and go to the party. First of all, they're very nice to me. I have no issues with anything with John and Marco. I mean, zero in, Chad. But he did say that last night. I,
8: I'll tell you where I'm going if I'm ever let go here. I'm going to beat Morgan. Yeah, I know. For him.
7: But i got to go home because i got to bring <laughs> Gabe in in the morning and Ava's back, and I can't stay in the city tonight. Anyway, um, folks, 5 o'clock. Big Christmas party. Make sure you're all here. I believe the public is invited, yes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Everybody on Third Avenue. They need the
7: heads. <laughs> Lou Dobbs Business Report is coming up next. Lydia Reports and Bill O'Reilly also this hour. An action-packed, exciting 8 a.m. hour with me Sid, Only right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. <laughs>
1: This is the 77WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
12: Investors look to build on yesterday's big rally on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrials up more than 500 points, helped by Nike's 12% jump. The S&P and NASDAQ both higher as well. Consumer confidence and retail earnings carrying stock prices higher. Crude oil futures up. West Texas Intermediate crude rose 3% yesterday. The government confirmed a larger-than-expected draw on inventories. Demand is forecast to rise into the new year. Wall Street targeting a slight increase in initial jobless claims, up 9,000 from the week before. Unemployment filings fell to the slowest level since September. The labor market still tight as the Fed's interest rate hike campaign goes on. Revised third-quarter GDP is forecast to remain unchanged, the economy growing at a 2.9% annualized rate. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
2: This is Lydia reports on seventy seven WABC. Here's Lydia Serrano.
18: This report is sponsored by Benjamin Steakhouse. Sid, we talked. Uh, you talked a lot about Vladimir, I mean Zelensky. You know, yep. um, you know, he he came in, and you know he's wearing the army fatigues and all that. But did you see? There was this. So what I wanted to talk about is him, the way he came in last night when he wanted to ad- address Congress. Right? He walked in it was like i understand everybody getting up and applauding right and there was a standing ovation because you got to give the guy credit a lot of bravery in the face of putin's evil he could have just kind of you know let the guy come in and take over his country so i applaud him for that but what re- what kind of freaked me out was the way nancy pelosi i put up the video on my twitter she, like, tries to kiss his hand yeah. as if he was the Messiah <laughs> or he was a mob boss or both. Like, literally grabbed his hand and tried to, like, put her hand to, like, kiss the back of it, and then he kind of was a little weirded out by it and then, like, just, like, shook her hand. So whenever I see Nancy Pelosi literally try to kiss somebody in adoration, that concerns me. Very <laughs>
7: yeah, as it should. You know, Zelensky, uh, for me, it's it's... It's an odd uh, feeling I've got because there are days, like you said, where I give the guy a ton of credit, bravery, courage, standing up for his people, being decimated by Putin and the Russians. But he jumped the shark a while ago when he did that magazine photo shoot with his wife and, like, literally five feet, about five feet behind him was, like, a mother, a father, and a dead kid in the streets of Ukraine. This guy ended up on the Academy Awards, ended up on the Grammys. He grandstands all over the place. So, on one hand, yes, he has shown courage. On the other hand, this guy is a jock-snipping, TV-loving, basically TV personality who you can't take seriously. Depending on the day, I don't really know how to feel about this guy Zelensky. I really don't.
18: I know I'm not a military expert and, you know, military experts around the world, they're saying we have to back Ukraine because we have to prevent Putin from having world domination because if he takes over Ukraine, then it's just going to go one after the other, kind of like a Hitler-esque type of like domino falling. So I get that. We're giving them billions of dollars, but I pray that it's all being accounted for. We had General Jack Keane on John's show last night and I, I asked him, I said, I understand we have to back them. I get it. But who's accounting for all of this money, every single dollar? Too much money.
7: I don't care. care. 45
18: billion alone in this omnibus bill. That's a a lot of freaking money.
7: Well, thank God the omnibus bill right now is being held up because the Republicans want to uh, amend Title 42. But regardless where the money goes, even if it goes to good causes, we are giving them way too much money. We have way too many issues. First of all, you got to borrow that money from the Chinese which makes our debt even larger, with trillions and trillions of dollars in, in, in debt, who the hell are we to give Ukraine all this money? I'm not saying don't help, give them a couple of bucks, a couple of weapons, but every couple of months, give them billions of dollars. I'm sorry. I don't care what General Keene says or Jacobs. That is ridiculous. I mean, we're we, we trying to get a couple of billion dollars to help the folks from 9-11, you know, who just got that money from Peter King and John Stewart, but there are more that need money, and they wouldn't put it in the bill. But they were had no problem giving Ukraine more money. I'm sorry. America first. Ukraine, God bless you. This is getting ridiculous.
18: I know. And then the holding of the flag and the way Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi were holding the Ukrainian flag as if it was the American flag. Listen, I'm all about being an ally. I get it to support him. But again, like I, I was all like in support of Ukraine, but once I saw him come in like a rock star and literally the way it was like Bono at a YouTube concert back in like early 2000 and to see Pelosi the way she was groveling and trying to literally kiss him, it was weird. And this is the same woman. That when Donald Trump, President Trump, gave that amazing State of the Union address, and he was really good, remember? And she stood up behind great. him yep. and ripped it up, and and she was all disgusted. So that's what concerned me. Anybody that Nancy Pelosi or the squad <laughs> obsesses over and yeah. thinks it's like their new Democrat messiah, uh, I'm like, oh wait a second. I don't know if I. I don't know if I want to. This is kind of scary to me right now.
7: I got to tell you, that was treason to me. When Nancy Pelosi ripped up Donald Trump's speech, that was treason. It
18: should
7: have been censured. 100%. And and I'll tell you something else. For all the criticism leveled at my guy Trump, and it's getting tiring already. Peter King, Bo Deedle, all those guys. It's enough already. If my guy Donald Trump was still running this country, we'd have all those billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars here. You know Why? Because Putin never would have started that war in the first place. So for all you guys out there crapping all over Donald Trump, if you miss all those billions of dollars, if he was President Lou Ruffino and the rest of you backstabbers, that money would be here. Thank you very much.
18: A hundred percent. And they wouldn't be looking to... uh, Bingo. Bingo. A hundred percent. And in Afghanistan... Backstabber (laughs) bastards. You know, in in Afghanistan, I'm like... I've seen these women, they're crying, the ones in high school, because they're not allowed to go to college anymore. That's what's going on in Afghanistan. Women he there are no listening longer lady, allowed uh, like to
7: oh, go. What, what, what's the matter? What, Lou? What? He's
18: so proud of himself. i so a great That's point.
7: Because I, I'm you tired. You did make
18: a great point. No, well, that was thank fantastic. That was Lou. There should have been some sort of. Yeah. I'm being dead serious. Like, that was a really good point. Thank it's 100%. Well, all true. these
7: guys that are backstabbing Trump, and Lou was right there they're with They're not
18: him. backstabbing him. No, I don't oh, think they've Of they, course it is. What do you call this? No, they're criticizing him because some of stuff he says you're like uh, come on trump
9: don't worry about the it. only
18: person Fine. who can beat trump is trump because he well, had some great policies but he needs David. to stop with this child this is. childish crap
7: bo deedle and peter king and lou rufino and pete morgan and Corey zelnick and all of you people you should be embarrassed you want to yell and scream about the ukrainian war there wouldn't be a damn war if donald trump was president my guy my guy donald trump
18: that's true, that's true There wouldn't Thank be a war more. And that's why I was bringing up in Afghanistan The women <laughs> They, You think those those poor girls are crying hysterically That they can't go to school anymore Because of the freaking Taliban And the Taliban, we empowered them Because of our disastrous withdrawal under Biden Because if, if Trump, somebody said to me Oh well Trump, he wanted to get get everybody out in 24 hours There's no way Trump would have given Bagram oh, Air Base up Nobody That's like 400 that. miles right. away from China right. There's no way And he would have left the military lab and uh-huh. not taking them out first. We were seeing people hanging off the plane.
8: Now not what, Lewis? He's not listening.
7: What are you? Ta- She's making great points about Donald Trump, Afghanistan,
8: Bagram. All you're doing is smugging yourself, like, oh, I'm so smart. <laughs> looking at your phone <laughs>
4: to see what extra just got. Well, back. because what look, look
7: I was upset about the Kanye West dinner. I wasn't thrilled about his use of verbiage ripping up the Constitution, even though the moron didn't mean that. You know, these uh, stupid trading cards he sold last week. Joe Rogan laughed for three hours
8: yesterday about that. So I wasn't thrilled about all that stuff. But I didn't stab him in the back like you guys. I agreed with you before. If he was the president, it wouldn't have happened. I agree. So now what See? are you going Every-
18: I think everybody can agree with that. <laughs> everybody can agree with that. But you still but won't just... vote
8: for him. But you still won't vote for I, him, Lewis. I still have my Swiss Army knife. I can stab somebody in the back before
18: <laughs> the day is over.
8: <laughs> He's not listening anymore, Lydia. That's just my warning to you, just so you
18: know. Oh, I... It's okay. No, we you were great. This was point. this was
7: one of your best reports ever, by the way. Ever.
18: <laughs> yes, because. <laughs> because of the point I made. <laughs> because of the point that he made. Exactly. Now everybody's going to be cool. I'll be like, Sid, you're amazing. But you are. You're very good. Lose Gray, Justin, Macedonia Phil, absolutely. It was, it's a fantastic show. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to visit Benjamin's Steakhouse and experience the best steaks, the best service, and the freshest seafood in their beautiful atmosphere. They've got two locations, Westchester and Midtown, Check them out, BenjaminSteakhouse.com.
7: You know when they, uh, Lydia, that was an amazing report. Check out Lydia alongside (laughs) my my man John Katz and the TDs every weekday afternoon. Katz at night, 5 o'clock. Lydia's right there with John. Follow Lydia on Instagram, at LydiaNews1, and on Twitter, at LydiaNews. Pavlov's Fury. Macedonia, Phil, you're a historian of sorts. Pavlov, what was that all about? What happened there?
8: Is he's typing furiously?
9: <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Pavlov's about... theory. What was that about? You're about Ivan Pavlov.
7: Fine. <laughs> the great. Uh... You know, the dog started to salivate. You know the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> right. So as soon as I mention Bo, it is so predictable that Bo will send me a text in like three seconds. <laughs> three seconds. Hey, Sid. This narcissist scumbag pays no taxes on his billions. I pay half taxes. What about you? That's where he was hiding his returns, Bo. So Bo's even, even jumping on Trump about this tax return, which, by
9: the way, they have no right looking at his taxes. I'm yeah, sorry, do. Bo. You're
7: wrong. Leave it alone.
9: If I didn't pay my taxes, I'd be in jail. What do you mean he didn't pay? Who said he didn't pay his taxes? Who said he didn't pay? The Hello? IRS? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at figuring that stuff uh, out. I don't know.
7: So the Mets are uh, grabbing the back cover. I know Judge got his deal done. He's the captain. Who cares? Correa they signed, and Steve Cohen's spending all this money. And uh, about a month and a half ago, Bill O'Reilly invited me to a Mets-Cubs game. Didn't just invite me, mind you. He brought me, Bill, into the actual owner's suite, Steve Cohen's suite. And Steve Cohen watched the game with me and Bill. Spoke to Bill often. Spoke to me a couple of times. That was an absolute thrill. And now Steve Cohen doing all he can to buy our New York Mets a World Series title. He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best. He is the aforementioned Bill O'Reilly, whether it's here weeknights at 9 p.m. on WABC or his own website, BillOReilly.com. Interviews, columns, TV show doesn't get better. Killing series, killing the legends right now, doing awfully well. Every one of those books is tremendous. Here he is. My friend, the great, and by the way, the biggest rating segment of the week anywhere on this station, my friend, the great Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. Hey, you know, uh, once we
16: were able to overpower security in Cohen's (laughs) suite, everything worked out great. That's funny. No, Um,
7: that was fun. He loves you. And the owner of the Islanders was there, that like, Ledecky, right?
16: Yeah, I'm going to Islanders tomorrow. Um, And, uh... John Ledecky is a great guy, and uh, so we'll see him tomorrow night. Um, a couple of things going on: um, the Mets are, you know, I, I'm I'm happy because I'm a lifelong Mets fan. I, I mean, I went to the Polo Grounds, and uh, when they was 1962, and I was the only one in the right field stands yelling at Solly Hemus and Felix <laughs> Mantilla. Um, but you know. The money now is going to change the whole uh, league, and they're going to have to now start to impose more spending and all that. But we have to root for the Mets. <laughs> Cohen is uh, hes a daring man. Um, he's a swashbuckler. Um, but the pressure on Buck Showalter, oh. if he doesn't do well, oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God is right. You know? yep. So yep. there's Buck sitting there under the Christmas tree going – Ugh. <laughs> it's kind of always better to be a little bit of an underdog yeah, yeah. and and you know i know this is not a sports segment we'll get to the other stuff in a minute but um the jets play tonight in uh <clears throat> jersey against jacksonville and it's going to be like um torrential downpours which yeah. is not going to help uh the quarterback zach okay no but everybody's got it wrong with it, this guy So last week when they lost, uh, and they should have won, they should have beaten uh, the Lions, the Jets rushed for 50 yards the whole game. Do you know what kind of pressure that puts on a quarterback? Tons. When the other team knows that the Jets or any other squad can't run the ball? So they call it schemes and all this. And not one person pointed that out. And then the poor kid, and I feel sorry for the kid, all right? I do. Comes from Utah into New York City, just just that <laughs> Utah to New York City, That's a lot, you know. Man. And then you, you know every movie he makes. He's not a good pocket passer, but he gets out. He gets outside. The, the guy can throw the ball. So anyway, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna watch this game tonight. Uh, they, I hear they're gonna have an arc in the parking lot <laughs> so people can. Put their cats in. It's going to be really a mess out there. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Um, so what do you want to know, Sid, about the world and how it's functioning?
7: Well, I enjoyed that Met and Jet talk, to be honest, Bill. That's why you're the best, because you can uh, go into all those things, delve into other subjects. But I guess we'll start with the Zelensky visit yesterday. You know how I feel, how Bernard felt when he was here, God rest his soul. Enough's enough. I mean, how much money— are we going to give to this country? We have so many money issues here in the United States. We left out 9 11 money on that bill. Two more billion, more patriot missiles. Don't get me wrong, I feel badly for the people of Ukraine, but I also feel badly for the people in Flint, Michigan. What am I missing here? The bigger picture
16: um, that we have Putin on the ropes. And this is a, you know, Hitler light Putin. Uh, He's a murderer, a mass murderer, and you got him in a position where he may fall next year. He may fall. So you've got to keep the pressure on. Now, I understand you got a guy coming from Ukraine in a sweatshirt asking for $100 billion, got to watch the money. And, of course, the Biden administration doesn't watch anything. They don't care. Record spending, uh, they are driving inflation with this insane 4,000, uh, you know, keep the government open spending bill, 4,000 pages. So they don't care. But if I'm running the country, I help Zelensky and the Ukrainians uh, because I want to take Putin
7: out. Okay, and you honestly believe in your heart of hearts that if we continue to do this and give out all this tons of money, which again I think is ridiculous, that you really believe, because if they don't get Putin out next year, this was really a waste of time and money. I mean, yeah, really.
16: It depends, it depends how damaged this guy is, Putin. And he is damaged now. I mean, there's no doubt about it. His army is embarrassing. Uh, there is dissent within Russia, the Russian economy is bad. Um, I understand the skepticism. Um, but here's the here's the truth, and I, I, I actually hate to say this. Federal money that goes to causes very rarely gets to the causes. So you can earmark money for anything, but it usually doesn't get there. And if it does, it gets there at, at 50% or 40% because the stuff is wasted, and, and the money is wasted. We don't have an efficient oversight of spending in this country and we haven't had it for 50 years it's like okay we're going to tax uh sid rosenberg and bill o'reilly up to their eyebrows and and you know and the money will continue to come in so we're not going to really watch it and that's what happens so you know when i hear well they denied this they denied that um you know i'm a little cynical in this in this whole area i would not have voted for that spending bill I would have gone up against McConnell one-on-one and torn him up, okay, verbally, verbally. Yeah. The turtle would not have come out of his (laughs) shell if I was there, because I would have just read off all the stuff that's just absolute waste, all right? And this is what you're voting for before Christmas so everybody can get home? But
7: but you mentioned Mitch McConnell. He's predictable. So is Mitt Romney. Can you explain to me, Bill, on this $1.7 trillion bill, which I agree with you, is, is a joke? Marco Rubio, Tom Cotton, these are good Republicans. What are they thinking?
16: Well, they got the defense money. That's, that's why they all voted for it. Got it. Okay? So China is a threat. And you've you got to look at the big global picture here. So Putin's on the ropes, and we're hoping he gets taken out somehow by his own people next year because the Ukrainians are going to continue to push and push and push and make him look bad. China is building up their armed forces, and it, they're not building it up so that they can you know, do a little exposition on China Day. All right? <laughs> they're building it up to use it. So the Republicans said we have an, a historic opportunity to get all this defense money, which the uh, Democrats will never give us unless we do all our green pork stuff. You see what I mean?
7: Yes. Yes. We're not
16: going to get the defense money unless we give them Mm. the green pork
7: stuff. I got it. So when they say that the Republicans are holding up this bill because they want to make sure that the Democrats amend Title 42. You just can't get rid of Title 42. That's another 5, 6 million migrants a year coming to our country. Is that more curtains, or is that for real? No,
16: It look, Title 42 is now in. So because the Supreme Court said it was in. Now, the Supreme Court's going to take this border thing over. They're going to hear this thing, because they know, these nine justices know, That Biden is incompetent and and can't solve the border problem. They know that. Anybody with intelligence knows that the president of the United States is now so incompetent that he cannot solve any problem. Nothing. All right? That's what we have right now. A guy sitting in the White House going, "Uh, is my cocoa ready? All right? That's what we have. And it doesn't matter – to the Democrats because they want to flood the zone with foreign nationals. And if you read my column on Bill dot com, um, you know, two tribes We're two tribes now in America. We're not one people anymore. And I explain, you know, what they want to do. And by the way, what now is on my mind, if you guys want to laugh when I say you guys, I mean, Sid and Friends and then all the millions of people listening to Sid and Friends. Yeah. I posted my interview with Chris Cuomo on BillO'Reilly.com. It's the first thing you'll see. You don't have to be a premium. I mean, you go in and see it that I did Tuesday on the border. I do a News Nation hit once a week, and that is so worth watching. I can't tell you how how, uh, how important that is because then you'll see what the argument is from the Democrats. Oh my side. God. Uh, yeah. And you will see how I dissemble.
7: It. Oh, God. that's not a fair fight, Chris Cuomo against you. Well,
16: whatever it may be. I mean, I, you know, he's nice enough to have me on my program on his program, so yeah. I'm not, you know, right. I mean, and it's and it's a worthy exercise to see both sides. All right. So here's both sides. So even if you you're a Democrat, you're a liberal, whatever, you you've got to see in motion. Both sides present it, and that's why, oh, you know, it's on, it's on right now, and we hope everybody goes. You got to
7: gotta go watch it. He's going, I'm sure you undress Cuomo like a woman in the window in Amsterdam. Uh, let me move to, um, <laughs> to Eric. actually, Trump. You mentioned uh, Trump a little while ago, and you said Joe Biden can't figure out anything. Right. To Trump's credit, he figured out a whole bunch of stuff, but the polls recently, a couple, And I know they're all skewed and they're all no good. But the last couple of polls I've seen have DeSantis with a sizable lead over Donald Trump. In fact, my new Newsmax commercial asked the question, should Trump still run? What do you think about that?
16: Well, I don't believe any of those polls now matter at all. Uh, They'll matter a year from now as we see uh, 23 unfold and the disaster that's going to befall this country next year in on the border, um, in the economy. Not everybody's going to get hurt in the economy, but a lot of people are going to get laid off next year. A lot of people. And, and so Trump still commands about 35% of the Republican Party. They're the MAGA people. That's a big number. So all he has to do um if he um if he wants to get nominated by the Republican Party is really get ten percent twelve percent more uh than the thirty five that he's got in his pocket. These are the people that buy the trump playing cards for ninety nine bucks <laughs> what What kind of person is going to buy a trump playing oh, card God. for ninety nine dollars I don't know Why he, don't you just set the money on fire. He sold them out in like an hour he sold them out I know he <laughs> sold them out. I mean, I'm looking for a Willie Mays 1954, not a Trump guy dressed as Wonder Woman. I mean, I don't know what's going
7: on. He's he's, he's lost his mind. That's what's going on. He's gone completely crazy, and he's got these sycophant followers. No matter what he does, he's he's great, and he was a great president. But at this point, six years later, he's lost his mind. One more. The mayor, Eric Adams. He wants a billion dollars from Biden. Now, and I like the mayor, and I'm getting more friendly with the mayor because I want to try to help this city along But where was he when there were these overnight flights to Stewart Airport, the airport in Westchester, when Astorino and Devine were writing about these things? Adams was nowhere to be found. Now, now he wants a billion dollars. What do you think about the city's response to the migrant crisis? It's worse than that. So on uh,
16: on my show at 9 o'clock on WABC, Common Sense, I ran a soundbite from Adams in September where he was bragging about New York City always being a sanctuary city and everybody is welcome in New York City, all the migrants, right? That was in September of this year. So he was one of the enablers of this insane border collapse. The mayor Adams was one of the enablers and now total tune change, right? So, I want a billion dollars from the federal government, blah, 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 blah. Well, are you still the sanctuary city guy, Mr. Mayor?
13: Mm-hmm. Good question. You still there? hmm
16: You see, these guys, they know the public is a short memory. They know people don't remember. I remember because I'm a savant, all right? <laughs> yeah. Um And then when I saw him going, oh, this is terrible, the city services. And, and Newsom did the same thing in California. Same thing. Yep. Oh, it's at the breaking it. Hey, you morons, you are responsible partially for this. Yeah, are you true. going to apologize for that? Probably not. They don't not. even mention it. Yeah. And the press is so impotent in New York City, the local press. I mean, if I, I used to work for Channel 2, as you know, as a reporter, okay? I was feared, feared, because if the politicians knew – uh-oh, here he comes <laughs> – He's going to ask me an embarrassing question. Yeah. Well, where are those people? Oh God, they're on, gone. On the, on
7: they're the, gone. You know the local news. Are these Come guys, on. like this Bill Ritter on Channel Seven. What a suck up he is! My God, it's nauseating. Those people are gone. Bill, you are, They're gone.
16: Yeah. I know. Yeah. But the but the disservice to the people who live, the 16 million of us who live in this metropolitan area, because we don't have an aggressive press holding these people responsible. For what they do and say, Yep. So they can do and say anything they want.
7: It's crazy. It is. More importantly, Spencer is home. What are you guys doing for Christmas? What are uh, you going to travel? you going to stay home. What's Bill O'Reilly
13: doing? No,
16: nah, for the rest of my life, I'm not traveling on holidays. I mean, my God, the rain and everything else. Uh, uh, I feel so sorry for people who have to have to travel. So uh, it's a traditional, it's a traditional O'Reilly Christmas on Long Island. We're hoping Dolly Parton can stop by, (laughs) sing some off-key country uh, carols. Um, And, uh, you know, it's pretty much that. A little ham, um, you know, for dinner. We got mass. Got to go to mass. Nice. Um, And uh, presents.
18: Nice. And pretty
16: much that's what we do. And uh, you know what? The simple, the more simple you can make all of these traditional holidays – and the more time you can actually spend with your family and friends and actually talk to them. Don't talk to them about politics. I mean, don't do that. Right. Just talk to them about, hey, how's your life going? You know, what, what interesting things are happening? And that's really what this is all about.
7: That is the spirit of the holiday. You're exactly right. Well, listen, uh, thank you for all you do for me, this radio station, but specifically me in this program, I want to wish you the merriest of Christmases, Bill, the happiest of New Year's. You and I will talk again January 5th of 2023. But you've just been a godsend to me and how much I love you personally, too. So thank you so much. Happy holidays. You're the absolute best.
16: Well, I appreciate that, Sid, and I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, I know you're partying tonight, or you might, or you could. <laughs> I can't go because uh, my son has had four wisdom teeth out. Uh-oh. So, you know, his head looks like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day float. Um, oh I, so I, oh he's looking at me, and I'm going, all right, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm here. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. So, anyway, I wish I could be at the uh, WABC party. And Deedle, I mean, his party, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, Don Corleone is going to be there. And. <laughs> I have a few questions for the Don. Um, so, anyway, Sid, it's always great to be on your show. I think that you and I have a, a rapport that's unique in radio. I and uh, I hope the audience enjoys it, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.
7: My man. God bless you. I love you. Bill O'Reilly, everybody, the best ever. And uh, he is right. He comes on on Thursday, and you folks eat it up. So do I. I look so forward to having him. Needle's <laughs> Christmas party. I mean, I would go there with Bernard years ago and every year i get into trouble every year of course i'm older now controlled so Daniela and i are gonna go today i think i don't know either way bill o'reilly you're the absolute best thank you so much much more to do another hour including uh the very famous defense attorney my friend of 42 years the handsome joseph Tacopino, live in studio keep it right here hour number four sitting friends in the morning Only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning.
12: No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Let's kick off even by lighting up, boy, From my friends. The star of the show,
1: boy, Oy! oy. To a radio broadcaster famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg. Boy, this boy. is Sid and Friends in the Morning. So no, I get by with a little help from my friends. 77
2: WABC.
12: Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of year I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a hunt, oh, yes, my dear Christmas.
15: friend of 42 years, and once famous defense
7: attorney, the street, not just in New York City, but anywhere in the country. What's your favorite Christmas friends, song, Joe Tacapina? Dorn today in his black shirt looks like a theory shirt, but it's a, a what? sports tailored athlete. Tailored athlete looks like a million bucks. Joe's got a great body, and uh, he looks he looks beautiful. And he said this one, the old uh, Brawl Lives classic. Holly Jolly Christmas. The best. You real hear this? Awesome. It brings you back to the days on Bedford Avenue as exactly. a little boy with Cosmo and Josephine, right?
17: Yeah, with my fake little Christmas tree that I thought was like the Rockefeller Center tree. Was Mine great. was real. Harvey put up a yeah, real, tree. real one in Brooklyn, huh? Of course. Christmas. Harvey's not
7: You probably forgot, but we were little kids. But my parents put on the biggest Christmas Eve party ever. 250 people. Oh, my God. At yeah. 2216 Quentin Road. Yes. Yeah, we had and a we beautiful had a house. DJ, yes. Yeah. My, my father put up the real Christmas tree. It took us uh, two days just to, uh, you know, uh, put all this stuff on it. Uh, you know, what do you put on there? Bulbs and uh, what's your Lights, other stuff? Lights, tinsel, um, all, all that. Stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. So we uh, we love Christmas, but since my father passed away, that's that's all done. Anyway, Merry Christmas to you. How are you? Good brother, I'm good. Yeah. Big game the tonight. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say big yeah. game tonight.
17: Yeah. So the Rangers are doing awesome now. So hopefully, you know, they get. A couple more points against their hated rivals. And yeah, it's always fun. Pop fan sucks chant. Couple yeah,
7: of the pop Van sucks. <laughs> you know, I became really close with Denny Pop Van down in Florida. He was uh, the analyst for the Florida Panthers for like twenty years. He's kidding. Him and I were like our best friends. The whole crew it's a great down guy, there. right? Great guy. That's the best. Though. Super guy. Know,
17: He's the only guy that could have retired forty-five years ago, and they still say right. you suck. But, and I would say to him, "I go
7: when you would come back to New York with the Panthers and do the Ranger games, and you would hear that <laughs> chant. Would it bother you? He goes, absolutely not.' Like oh, you just not. said. They're still talking about me. And we beat them every time. Exactly. I mean, Ronnie Duguay, who I saw ago, was a great guy. But we beat them every time. Yeah.
17: Well, yeah. not this Ranger team, boy. We did. the best did goalie lose in the world. We, nah, lose we lost the Penguins, but it was
7: a good game. Yes. Yes.
17: Look, gonna, yes. They won seven in a row before that. So yep. I think it's time for a new streak. All right.
7: Let's hit a couple of the uh, big stories. By we'll the move way, around Jacob,
17: a- Jacob Truba. Is insane. Oh, you exactly. see this guy
7: hit people. You know it's funny you, you say that. Hit people, yes, because when they made him the captain, yeah, like the Yankees do, they were there in Judge yesterday, I go, why Truba? Yeah. Why him the yeah. captain? Now I'm okay. He's with an it.
17: emotional guy. That you know when he threw that helmet when they lost to the Blackhawks and he threw his helmet across the boards. Yeah, when he got kicked out of that yeah, fight yeah, yeah. and he said to the bench, "Wake up." They went on a seven game like heater. Yeah, and he's just when you see him hit people, it's amazing. It's surprising my college days. It's well, great, you know? I don't know
7: if you know this, Lou, but the reason why Tacopina. Would talk so highly of Truba and hitting people. I believe to this day at the great Skidmore University, Joe Tacopina has the most penalty minutes in the history. Of NCAA hockey is that true? Single season, <laughs> most single season minutes <laughs> in the history of NCAA. Was that
5: fights? NCAA you started hockey. fights? It was mostly fights, yeah. It was I started?
17: <laughs> I defended my younger guys, and my faster athletes. You know, I was a, uh, I was what? sort of a, uh, but yeah, it was. And it's a record. It's like the magic was hit. It will never be broken because they changed the rules. You used to be able to get into a fight in college hockey in the eighties. Now you can Five minute penalty, come back on. Then to another fight. Five right. minute penalty, come right. back on. Right. Now one fight, three game suspension. Two fights, ten. Three fights, you're gone for the year. So my record is pretty much cemented in. So uh,
8: that's the coolest record of, ever. I it think it is a cool record. Yeah, yeah.
7: I'm, I'm all time penalty minutes.
8: Lewis. Look at him
17: right now; he could do it. Oh my no. oh, oh, God! Yeah, well, they lost Reeves. I was going to ask Dolan to give a <laughs> shot. You know, hey,
7: whatever. let's talk about Jim Dolan because I love this story. Now, again, you're a friend of mine for 42 years, right? So I love you. You're an attorney. My gorgeous wife is an attorney, so I love attorneys. But I love the fact that Jim Dolan, <laughs> any one of these lawyers who uh, goes after Dolan. He has now made a decree they cannot come to Nick games and if, in fact, the facial thing at the front door recognizes them, they're going to get kicked out. Now, you would say, that's not right. These people are doing their job. Screw them. Dolan Owens and Knicks, get out. Your thoughts.
17: It's, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not just the Knicks, though. It's the Knicks, the Rangers, any restaurant they own. So what? The club. It's the Christmas Spectacular. A mother got kicked out with a Girl Scout troop the other day. She was so bringing what? the Girl Scouts in. She worked for a law firm oh, yeah. that had a case against some restaurant that MSG owned, and she got kicked out. I mean, I think it's taken a little far, but you know what? Hey, listen. He's the guy. It's his thing, and uh, if he wants to do what he wants to do, you know, I have Rangers season tickets. I have turned mm-hmm. down. Msg cases
7: you have <laughs> oh my god because you don't want to get on James it, it, Dolan's bad it, it, side. It's,
17: well, it's just, I just don't right, to, I don't want to lose my razor. See the thing is, look, they make the policy clear. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. It's I think it's a little petty, quite frankly, No. no it's it's supposed to be. They're supposed to. No, look, I think it could be challenged because the state liquor authority gives you a license, and but for that license, you have to let everyone in equally unless there's a security but wait, threat, but, but unless this, there's a security
7: threat. But didn't he already also do the same thing to Charles Oakley? couple of years ago because he started a fight well, in the he, stands. That's of, a security threat. That's oh, different. I got you. Okay. But
17: here's just like a person who works for a law firm who happens to be suing an MSG property. Yeah, get rid of him. Um, but, yeah, I know you're very sympathetic to lawyers, as are most people, by the way, which is why I don't think this is going anywhere. But yeah. I will not sue MSG. All right. I want my remember.
7: Now, this uh, Courtney Clenny, believe it or not, you know, where I follow this story on um, what's a show with my friend Deborah Norville. What does she do? She covers his story all the time. Or yeah, one of those. Yeah. So this is an OnlyFans model, this uh, chick, this blonde chick down in Miami, who killed her ex-boyfriend, Christian mm-hmm. Obamsel, because clearly he was beating the hell out of her. Clearly. And it was self-defense, yes. Where do you get that clearly? Don't worry about it. Now they want to put this poor, beautiful model in prison, and it's nonsense. What facts do you have that he didn't beat her up? Um, Well, well, let's see. There's a videotape
17: of an elevator exchange where she is beating the living. So what? I saw that he stands still doesn't do anything. What he also did was he started recording her because she was so volatile and aggressive that she's on tape saying she's going to kill him. Mm-hmm.
7: So, tape. what? My wife, Danielle, said that a million so times. What? I'm going to kill you a million times. But if your you wind wife, up Tish, dead, has said that a million times.
17: And and if I wind up dead, but you she's going to have a problem with <laughs> that tape surfaces. <laughs> oh, daddy. Okay. Which <laughs> I mean right.
7: All these things happen all the time fights in elevators. I'm going to kill him. Listen, there's nothing. Listen, you got listen, nothing.
17: There's, there's a lot of evidence that she was the volatile person in that relationship. There's anything. a crime scene that looks like he was decapitated. Well, she, she, was, mad. This, she but, was mad. He <laughs> hit her. What do you expect her to do? If she weren't a model, Sid, yeah.
7: would you feel as sympathetic? Of course not. Of course not.
17: Exactly. That's <laughs> At the end of the day, that's why you're on the jury if I'm her defense attorney. That's why I'm exactly number one in right. New York, too. Exactly
7: right. <laughs> right. if she was some fat girl out of nowhere, I'd be like, I'll give her the electric chair. Well, I don't know
17: if you've seen the picture <laughs> of her in jail recently. I think a lot of that makeup and filler have come out. Oh, my.
7: And she's not even blonde anymore.
17: (laughs) Wow. Shocker. She was a bottle blonde. Let me see. Let me see. That's before. Right.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one.
17: That's after. That is insane.
7: Yeah, put her away. (laughs) Put her away. (laughs) That's what happens when the makeup comes off. Wow, what a huge difference. Who is um, Jade Jenks? Oh, boy.
17: This. There's someone who got that defense wrong. Um, she's a poor woman who was convicted um in, in, in a case that um she basically drugged and strangled her, her you know former uh stepdad. Then he had nude photos of her. <laughs> well he's he was a creep. I mean yeah. basically somehow he got all her nude photos and used one as a screen. Hold savior. on, how did, how did
7: he get her nude well, photos? stupid
17: cloud thing. And, you know, he was married to her mother yeah. and they were in the same house. And I don't know how, but somehow he got into her computer, her phone, whatever, downloaded all nude photos of this. Poor how
15: do girl. you know this girl
7: didn't give him the nude photos? Why did she even have nude photos? What kind of normal girl has a computer full of nude photos? Who has that? Well, I, I, Listen, I think this guy's regardless, innocent regardless, too. you
17: think he's innocent? He's dead. It doesn't matter if he's innocent. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Okay. He's dead, yeah. She's the one who's not innocent. Her defense was I didn't kill him. Her defense should have been I snapped because I saw pictures of myself when she was like 18 and 19 years old oh, that's no good. on his phone, yeah. you know, and, and, but her defense was that I didn't do it. And you know, she basically, but, but she's text messaging people saying, I'm going to drug him. I'm going to club him. Oh I'm boy. To, so, uh, you know, yeah, Once again, yeah. Um, well, you know, sometimes you know, the truth will set you free.
7: You know, what's funny about uh, my wife says this to me all the time, Danielle. She says, no matter what you do, don't ever put anything in writing, no matter what, if you've got a grievance, whether it's money, relationship, you got to call the person. Odds a person are t- is taping the phone call slim, but the text messages never go away. And you know what I do? I still text all the time. Yeah. But she's right. Don't well, ever don't put anything
17: in writing. Just don't me threats. Yeah. That's threats it are no I mean, good. You make demands, but threats are no good. I mean, when you say I'm going to murder you, and then someone ends <laughs> <runs laughs> up dead, that's. But bad. that don't always, it's, it it's... always mean murder. It doesn't always mean murder. No, it doesn't. It you does does said to somebody. Mean... I agree with you. I oh. say I'm going to murder you every day to somebody. Right. Some right. guy in the car next to me Just about, <laughs> about twenty minutes ago. But I was trying to make a right. This guy made a, a right from the left, hand later it was unbelievable. Yeah. But in any event, but if
7: somebody ends up dead, that does turn out to be pretty good evidence.
17: I mean, it's something that certainly will cause them to take a nice (laughs) uh, deep
7: exam at you. All right. FTX co-founder Sam Mm. Bankman-Fried is back here from the Bahamas in the United States. Not much of a story here, Joe. The uh, guy stole a bunch of money. He's going away, right?
17: Well, that's what the SEC says. Look, there, I said, we joke a lot, but there is still a presumption of innocence. I don't know the facts well enough. You know, the U.S. attorney has called one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. Wow. Um, you know, this guy is saying it wasn't a fraud. And, and the reason he said, by the way, he's agreed to come back to the States and, and not fight extradition is to make the customers whole. That's what he said. So he wants to make the relevant
7: customers whole. Oh, I heard, you know what? I heard Jordan I Belfort say the same that, thing. I don't know where he's going to get that couple right. billion I mean, I mean, dollars. I think, I think Belfort paid back like $10 million. Yeah, I mean, the,
17: case, the case looks damning. But again, let's, let's see what the facts really are before we jump to that conclusion. But it does look damning. Absolutely. All right.
7: WABC, uh, actually ABC Channel 7 here in New York. Not our radio station, the TV channel. They're embroiled in like 9,000 controversies. First you had roll back at home sleeping together. That's become a disaster for everybody. Yep. Now there's somebody else who works Joseph at Channel 7 who was in um, some yeah, Chris, trouble.
17: Christian Henschel. Yeah, um, what is that story she was a, another. Good Morning America is having a rough month. I'll yeah, tell you that. I mean, yeah. She was a, a Good Morning America freelance journalist, a reporter for them. And, and basically uh, what she did was use her credentials as a Good Morning America reporter to get money from a lobbying firm. To go create false films saying she was doing it for ABC, Good Morning America, and and questioning people regarding certain environmental issues or whatever else, she was basically getting paid by a political consulting firm to sandbag the you know, the the environmentally friendly politicians, so to speak. So, oh, okay. so so yeah, okay. she was uh, she got busted, she got fired, obviously, and uh, really she should never work again as a journalist because she was getting paid to to do something that you know was supposed to have the the modicum of integrity, yeah, which is to be a journalist. So. Yeah, it's been a rough month. For good Morning you, know, you say it's
7: been a rough month, but Joe and Mika Scarborough, you know, mm-hmm. on um, MSNBC, those two, they worked here. They did radio shows at WABC, yeah, the old address. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were banging each other then, in, like in the studios at WABC. They, were, they got married later. They worked together. They were both married. They were banging each other. And now they're celebrated as this beautiful couple mm. on MSNBC. They did nothing different than Amy and TJ.
17: The world's a different place, Sid. Is I mean, that what it is? The world is a different place now. Everything, you know, it's, it's you know, negativity sells. I mean, yeah. that's the fact of the matter. Yeah, you right. um, You know, yeah. we're in this woke culture where everything is, you know, mm. under the microscope. And, and people love scandal. Not people here, not on this scandal. show.
7: Phil, so stop banging the interns. You Hear what Joseph just said. It's a different <laughs> world. But huh? if, if Phil is, <laughs>
17: the intern should call me because I'm is sure John and I could work something out that's very favorable to both my client and uh, the station. Okay.
9: Well keep that in mind. Keep nah. my name's keep my the intern's name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Will Smith. What are you working on these days? Anything fun? Uh, yeah,
17: man. ASAP Rocky and I have this little case out in LA, you know, we'll be uh Rihanna's yeah, husband, of course. Rihanna's um, husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's got this criminal charge, which is, to me, a, a, an extortion in living color, um, where he's being extorted by someone, but he's accused of uh, shooting and assaulting somebody. Jeez. So that's going to be, that'll be a trial. And that'll be fun because it's going to be televised. Oh, it is. California allows for televised On trials. On court TV or... or whatever, whatever. you know. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's going to it's going be cool. It's you know, going to be a war. He I actually did guy, interviews
7: 20 years ago, the first TV appearances I had, and you were there too. Was on court TV yeah. when it existed, yeah. Yeah. and I would see you leaving Catherine crying, and I'd be show. walking yep. in. Yep. Jason Williams shoots somebody. Alan yes. Iverson. Jason they always got Jace. me. Yep. Yes, absolutely. But the midday show had me on quite a bit too. And the midday show was Vinnie um, Paladino, correct, Vinnie and Kimberly Newsom. Yes, Kimberly Newsom. She was Gilt-Boy. still married yeah, to yeah. the governor of California at that point. Yeah, I don't think he was he, the governor yet. No, he yeah, wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, but right. she was still now. Of course, she's Kimberly Guilfoyle, soon to be Trump, if she gets it her way. But uh, you talked about January 6th. She, ne- You guys never once invoked the Fifth yeah, Amendment. You know,
17: I, I was just finishing. I read the New York Times today that the big headline was the most common answer, or one of the most common answers at the January 6th committee's inquiries, the depositions, if you will, was the Fifth Amendment. People took the Fifth Left and Right. And it's, it's, it's wise advice to protect yourself. But what I found interesting is, is Kimberly and I were down there for more than a day, and not once did she invoke the Fifth Amendment. Not once. And not once, and... She's come away from this scot-free, as she should, by the way, of as course. she should. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so, yeah, I'm happy for her, and I'm happy that that worked out. But when I saw the Times article, you it know, failed to mention <laughs> that actually there were some people who went there and testified truthfully, didn't invoke the Fifth, and had nothing to hide.
7: Funny. You are going to Bo Dito's Christmas party today.
17: I am. You today. are. It's like a lunch thing. Or something. I know. Well, it's, it's good because yeah. you can
7: go to the Ranger the game afterwards. Yeah, well, so you'll you make an appearance. Right,
17: because I was going to tell Bo I had to go to the bathroom and just sort of disappear. <laughs> but, nah, nah. <laughs> but Sid and, and, and uh, Chad and Matthew are going to be staying for the whole party, so. Oh, they are. But I do have to take my son to the Ranger game tonight, so. You have yeah, to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to leave a little early, but I'll get there at 4 30. will be the first ones there. If you had four tickets. Both parties are great, by
7: the way. Danielle and Sid would be at Bo Dito's party for an hour, too, <laughs> and then go to Madison Square Garden. I've been to many a Bo Dito Christmas party. Trust me, I almost got divorced about 100 times. Nothing got me in more trouble in the early 2000s at WFAN. Than Bo Dito's Christmas parties. Really? One year at wow. Sparks. Oh my God! What oh, did this that to I was
17: there for those those years, but, <laughs>
7: but recently, it said, yeah, Bo was Bo's matured. Yes, um, we all have. It's,
17: it's 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 a much more cerebral crowd. Yes. It's mostly lawyers and yeah. accountants and investigators and cops that he works with. A couple of mobsters. Um, a um, couple of mobsters, <laughs> of course. I mean, that's, that's part of the uh, Martin Scorsese, exactly exactly. Leonardo
7: DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> DiCaprio. So, no,
17: it's it's great. It's a nice thing, and yeah. you know he both the best. He really is. Is a
7: so are you uh, want to wish you and Tish and your beautiful children and uh, a, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. You and I have been friends for forty-two years, Incredible. folks. Incredible. Forty-two years, and to think. Where you are in your career today. Where and a uh, ton of credit to you, man. I mean, owning the championship soccer team, best attorney in the country, you know, TV shows, magazines. And you're a good person. It's nice to see. So I'm happy for you. Happy holidays. I love you. As I am for you, brother. Thank you. Happy holidays. Hey, Danielle and the family. You got it. That's a great. Uh, thank you. She's on tomorrow. And my son, Gable, co-host tomorrow. Hey, that is uh, the great Joseph Takapina, everybody. The, the man. Oh, he's getting a rousing round of applause for Macedonia Phil. You love Joe that much?
9: Oh yeah! Amazing. <laughs>
7: How about that? All right, we'll talk to Arthur Lee from Lightback. Take some phone calls as we wrap it up. Down to one more show before 2023. This is Sitting Friends in the morning only on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Once for me,
15: have a holly jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear, oh by golly, have a heart.
1: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning.
6: Friends, how many of us 77
2: WABC. <laughs>
7: Arius Rucker, Leslie Slender favorite, the lovely Leslie Slender. My friend Lynn Hawks sends me this. I just missed Taka I should have asked him about this. Miami woman known as Fox News liberal, Kathy Oreyu, called her Sherpa, charged with ripping off her aging mother. Liberal Sherpa on Fox News has been arrested in Miami on accusations that she kidnapped and financially exploited her own elderly mother. She's charged with seven felonies. Another big win for the Democrats. (laughs) Anyway, uh, our next guest is a a super guy. His uh, tan is right there with mine. And Joe Takapina is very tan, too, mind you. And he is saving lives every day, I believe, over 600 now. And uh, most of those lives are little kids. And certainly when you think about the holiday season, whether it's Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, little kids come to mind first. I know for me last night, I had Gabe and Ava. They were, you know, spinning the dreidels, eating the Hanukkah gelt. It takes two seconds for one of those kids, my children or yours, to choke on that Hanukkah gelt. And all of a sudden, what began as a ruckus candle lighting, which it was, ends up in a tragedy. You don't need that. You don't want that. So I'm telling you, folks, give the gift of life, life, I should say, this holiday season. All the kids playing, eating, end up choking on candy. Little kids got a lot of small toys. You got to be careful. Babies put everything in their mouth. They can choke on those. So who's the man that makes sure tragedy won't take place? Arthur Lee, lightback.net. Arthur, good morning, pal. How are
15: you? I'm good, Sid. How
7: are you, man? I'm great. Uh, I know you guys have saved now. And Leslie's here, too, the beautiful Leslie Slender. Say hello, Leslie.
10: Hello. Good morning.
15: Hi, dear. How are you? I'm great.
7: So I know this this time of year specifically is uh, a lot because kids, like I just talked about, they're eating candy. They have little toys. They put those things in their mouths. I would imagine a lot of the lives that you guys save uh, come about this time of year. Is that fair to assume?
15: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's chaotic, and, and things drop off the table. You know, the unknown thing is that we've saved, you know, 346 children, but some odd things that you wouldn't think of, like piece of uh, plastic from a wrapper or a leaf or a toy or a little cap, you know, we, we, we have to be conscious of, you know, the food. But in a chaotic environment, they can choke on anything, you know. And uh, raising awareness and the way to stop it.
7: I tell you, the beauty about your device, and I've got one, of course, is how light it is, how easy it is to use. You know, you know this author, man. People, especially older people, they get so nervous. They're like, "Oh my God, this new innovation! It must be heavy. It must be difficult to use." And old people choke too, by the way. Plenty. You couldn't be more wrong. Easy to use, light really a wonderful creation. Tell folks how you came up with this.
15: Well, you know, like you mentioned, and I know and you you such a heart that, you know, I heard of a seven-year-old that choked him. Uh, the protocol, the back blows, the chest, that didn't work. And I said, what? And I knew I'd be panicking and scared. So my goal was to set up make something really simple because of fear, you know, you have a child's life in your hands. And uh, I persevered and found just a little plunger and you just push it and pull it and it makes a little suction and then it, it'll pull the thing out. And, you know, we had uh, we had what we call our Christmas miracle. We had a grandmother last year, bought a life pack for her granddaughter. And just about two weeks ago, that, that, woman and the mom saved her 14-month little girl and to me it was kind of a representation of what the holidays are all about right the grandmother wanted to get something for her granddaughter and you know like we all do and she wound up giving her the gift of her 14-month-old grand great-grandchild and I think to me it's a sign of the real meaning of our holidays right it was kind of more of a gift of love of concern then, you know, something you say, oh boy, look what I got, you know? And uh, it wound up being the best present she ever got. And to think that that 14 month old would have left us right before the holidays is uh, devastating. Yeah. We've never been another Christmas that was, you know, happy. And instead, that little girl's going to sit on Santa's lap and we're all going to be good.
7: That's awesome. Lightback.net is where you get it every home, every school. Every restaurant, every cafeteria needs to have a life act. That's the bottom line because, you know, you go to the website and, you know, even something like the Heimlich maneuver, right? We all learned that as a kid. The Heimlich doesn't work. Sometimes some of this food gets dislodged, uh, gets lodged, I should say, in the throat, and you just can't get it out. Even with the Heimlich, there are countless stories of how without your device, more and more people would have died even if they used the Heimlich maneuver, right?
15: Yeah, well, you know, and we we hope everyone gets trained and knows how to do it, but you know, it's about two out of twelve times it produces zero force, and <laughs> and you know, it die, and it's nothing to do whether a professional does it or a uh, layperson. It's just your body's a random source of force, right? Sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't, and you know, to, with the commonality of it, five thousand people a year die. It's fourth leading cause accidental death that. You know, it's just not worth the risk, right? That's why I tried to, I made it last forever. I tried to make it inexpensive. It covers your whole family, and if you use it, I give you a new one. I just want to stop. It's such a blink-of-an-eye tragedy that we can avoid. And, you know, you and Leslie and all the people at WABC have helped spread the word. You've saved lives, you know, from your message. And that's what today's about, man. Let's Let's get this done. It's too horrible.
7: I think uh, also one of the best parts about your device, Arthur, besides the obvious, it saves lives, and you're a super guy, I love you, is the fact, ready for these three words? These are three big words, ladies and gentlemen, made in America. When I hear those three words, man, that's like taking Viagra. I love that stuff. I'm sick of the Chinese and every other country making it. You make this stuff right here in America. That's reason enough to buy it today.
15: Well, we, uh, we, you know, we're getting the knockoffs, but we're in this game swinging. You know, I made it in our country because it needed to be made right, and I'm an American, right? And it should be made here in all our medical products. Look at the shortages we have now. That's because they make our children's medicine, and it's not good. But one at a time, we keep swinging, right? So don't buy a knockoff. Buy a back. It's made right, lasts forever, blah, blah, blah. Let's go, man. This country needs us to support it as it supports us. 100%
7: 100% true. And you have become this uh, rock star on the Sid Rosenberg and Friend show in the morning. I uh, saw you a couple of days ago on Newsmax television. I mean, you're a great-looking guy. You got the tan, the whole thing. Uh, you're becoming a rock star. You got a great product, but now art the lead. That's really the product, isn't it? <laughs>
18: so
15: I, I'm just a great fan on the beach, man. I just uh, You know, all those things you mentioned and the support of you guys and you and Joe, Leslie, um, have saved so many lives, and I, you know we're all going out of this place. And if I can leave it with a, yeah. you know, few million more people and a couple hundred thousand kids here because of it, then that's a good thing. Yeah, you're also great on my Facebook
7: page. Thank you for the kind comments. Folks, uh, do yourself a favor. Give the gift of life this holiday season. Again, with the kids running around and you're not paying attention. You're a couple of drinks in and, you know, the whole eggnog thing and the music's playing. And the next thing you know, the little kid picks up a toy, puts it in his or her mouth, and that could uh, turn out to be a tragedy. Do not let that happen here. All you have to do is go to lifeback.net. That's lifeback.net. Help save a life today because that life could be somebody you love. Like, I love you, Arthur. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You're a great American. Thank you
15: so much. Really proud of the way you handled this year, Sid. Your, uh, your soul, your courage, your dignity, and the way you took care of everything. I love you. You did fantastic. We're all proud of you. Happy holiday, buddy. Oh,
7: thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Arthur Lee folks, do yourself a favor. Give the gift of life this holiday season. Go out right now and buy a LifeVac at LifeVac.net. This is Sit in
1: Friends in the Morning.
6: Friends, how many of us have been
2: 77 WABC.
3: It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid.
10: At Christmas time, we let in light and we vanish it.
7: WABC listeners, you've got the chance to win a signed WABC Music Radio t-shirt from our very own legend cousin, Brucey. All you got to do is join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading the 77 WABC app. We'll go to wabcradio.com slash VIP and join. It's the newest and most rewarding way to be part of the 77 WABC family. Every week, we're giving away prizes to our members. Prizes include live event experiences, celebrity meet and greets, signed memorabilia, concert tickets, and more. This week, one lucky 77 WABC VIP member will be chosen to receive a signed WABC Music Radio t-shirt from the legend himself, our guy, Cousin Brucie. All you have to do is sign up for 77 WABC's VIP Club by downloading the app or go to wabcradio.com slash VIP. By signing up, you receive a special members-only newsletter and be automatically entered for a chance to win each week's reward. Join the 77 W.A.B.C. VIP Club today. Well, this is interesting. Macedonia Phil just dropped the New York Post in the studio. And, of course, a post from the uh, cover of today's post. Cohen gives Mets fans most expensive team in U.S. history. Homer for the holidays with pictures of Verlander, Correa, and Senga, the Japanese pitcher, third in that rotation behind Verlander and Scherzer. And then the story is in the back of the paper, page 66, unlimited edition, anything within reach for Steve Cohen Mets. But what's interesting is the page next to it, page 67, a full page ad, full page, with a picture of a bunch of Met Bands in orange and blue at a game. And in the middle of the picture, to the city of New York, the New York Mets organization, and Met Bands everywhere, I'm only going to read you the first paragraph. I can still remember the exact moment I stood on the city field mound for the first time after getting called up in 2014. It was a moment filled with so many wonderful emotions. It'll always be etched in my mind. I'll read one more. My family and I are forever grateful to the Mets for an incredible last 12 years and most importantly, for believing in me, for giving me the opportunity to play the game I love at the highest level for all these years. There are so many people I want to thank and recognize. This is an ad brought to you by, He goes on, Two or three more paragraphs. Thanks, Stevie Cohen, Billy Epler, and others. Number forty-eight, Jacob DeGrom and family. DeGrom now a member of the Texas Rangers. This is very nice,
9: Phil. Right? I mean, you brought this to me. You must have been filled with emotion. I. It's a big deal. I mean, a lot of people thought said that he didn't want to be here anymore. He. He was sick of New York and all that, but he clearly well, still has. Well, it could be both. Yeah, it's yeah, it true. Be that's both, true. of course, they right. both. At, at yes. least, right. at least, he still has, you know, the, the passion. Of, yeah, the decency of, to to thank the fans and all that stuff. But
8: he he probably, didn't have to do this. Yeah, he probably didn't want to stay with the organization, but he could still love the fans. Right. And everybody loved him here. Also, so, well, go, the Met fans
9: did. Yeah, going from New York taxes to zero income tax, Texas in mm, Texas yeah. is a big
7: I difference. Believe me, I, I worked in Florida all those years, and there's no state <laughs> tax difference. there either. Yeah. Look. The Mets, we're not going to give him five years. I wouldn't give him five years.
9: Now the guy's never healthy. He's never.
7: I would 100
9: right. give him never. five years.
7: So I'm actually I'm better off giving a guy who's almost 40 and one year move from Tommy John, 43 million this year, maybe 90 the next two, when Justin Verlander,
9: then five years, 150, whatever it was. I don't agree with that for Degrom. You don't agree? No. I mean, you're giving out Correa 13 years. It doesn't hurt to give out Degrom five. And of course, no, of it, he never plays. DeGrom might be the most talented pitcher he ever. He never pitchers. Who cares? Oh,
8: not this argument again with these right. two well, He well, might, what he what might be the second. most talented well, pitcher
9: ever. No one's arguing that. No one, but but
7: he, what good is that talent if he's in a sauna for three months? What do you think is going to happen? He to, never pitches. What do you think is
9: going to happen in the last eight years of the Correa contract? No, first of all, we're not talking about Correa. Talking but, about we pitching. have to. We ha- if, if no, 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 no. If Pitch, they're starting place for 13 years. It does, it
7: does stop worrying about the contracts. That's Steve Cohen's concern, not yours. That ship has sailed. You too, think Aaron Judge so. is going to be great at 38 years old? He got a nine-year contract. <laughs> None of them are going to be good. right. Teams have to give these <laughs> people <it>. excessive <laughs> years to keep them here.
9: That's what I'm saying. Five but, but, years is no, but, but it's a
7: stupid. When sports fans like you... Make these calls to Tierney and Tiki and and Carton. What about those last five years? It doesn't matter. It's about the first three years. If Carlos Correa comes to New York and we win the next two or three World Series, I don't give a rat's ass, neither (laughs) does Steve Cohen, about the last ten years of that contract. Nobody cares.
9: You're also making a scheme like DeGrom's never had a a, a full season. He doesn't pitch. He's had two Cy Young Awards. He doesn't pitch. He's older. He's hurt all the time. All the time. Listen, Sorry. I feel like we're gonna have this. The op, this conversation is gonna be stemmed. back blow up out your ass midway Phil through Chris. the Shut season. Hate when, you When Degrom is in the front runner for uh, Cy Young again, Phil, how
8: are you gonna be the last eight years of your contract right now? I mean, seriously,
9: I'm on a, I'm on a day-to-day contract. I, yeah, that's right. Every day, I have to show up to management. Is
8: They're that like, what yeah, you're we'll signing you when from. I come in every morning? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, at least I know.
7: we right, we gotta wrap this segment up because today is Lou's last day. Not last day oh on Earth, but You've got to preface that better. You can't just say it's so the last day. Like he's leaving. For no, good. no it's, it's the last day of this year. I mean, I'm working through tomorrow, but Lou's not. Lou's done today, and he'll rejoin me on Tuesday, January the 3rd. Taking the easy way out. I guess so. <laughs> So tomorrow, Justin Ellick goes back to running the board, which he did before Lou got here. And, uh, Justin, um, now you, Phil, move a seat closer to me,
9: I guess. No, I'm still in the same exact seat. <laughs> oh, okay, <but> <laughs> you're in the same zero exact difference. Right. No, I, my not? position doesn't change at all. <laughs> you know, if okay. anything, it's, like, me and Justin have to be in the same control room for four hours. And yeah, you
8: have a nice time with it's, that. It's
9: going to fireworks.
8: Oh. Well, well, well I, I need
7: to know about this because I'm like the father that doesn't pay every bit of attention to my kids. <laughs> Are you guys really fighting? Is it? No. Is,
8: no, the two younger children are actually, yeah, they are bitter rivals. A little bit, yeah, right? They're they're rivals. They're doing some no rivals. Going on.
9: There's no rivalry. I don't know. What who, it is. Let me they, ask you this: rivalry who, is competitive. This
7: who is, not competitive. is wow? Who is the, the angrier one of the two of you? Who? Oh, definitely Justin. It's I just, show no it emotion.
8: Is, it is Justin. So, hold on, Justin's a angry. Justin, angry. Justin,
7: angry. what are you angry about? You you, have, you live in the dream. You're doing sports. You're an executive producer. What's I'm not. Matter? I'm not angry about anything. Well, Phil says in this this, I guess, a sibling rivalry, I, I, I'm not aware it's getting worse that you're the quote-unquote angry one.
10: I get angry when Phil doesn't do his job. Oh. But that's
9: never happened before.
10: Oh. Like, it hasn't happened... Uh, well, I mean, let's see. It happened yesterday. It happened the day before that. It happened oh last week a couple of times. Is <laughs> how
9: angry he's getting? Uh, he's angry. so so times. I lose hold count hold of how hold that, hold many that, times that, the, it cool
7: happened. Be quiet, everybody. Now, listen. I'm aware that he has been late. I see that. Yeah. But when he does get here... And he's done talking to Matt Blaze and the rest of those tards in the morning. It seems like he does a pretty good job. <laughs> mm. So what is your issue above and beyond That's that? your perception. Oh. Yeah. You want to fill me in at some point? I am the host. I'm kind of like the father of this show.
10: I mean, what do you want? You want, like a, you want a hard example? Yeah, give me one hard example. Okay, I mean, listen. I got a bunch to pick from. Let's go uh, recency buys. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, um, yeah, well, yeah, so really, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah you have totally got, got, got a lot right, at hand yeah, okay, here. Okay, yesterday when you when you brought up uh, the Kurdish shenanigans, yeah, we didn't have that audio cut. Now, two hours prior to that, I had said to Phil, "Hey, let's cut up that that's Kurdish true. stuff Sid." Yes, yeah. yeah.
9: But I responded saying, "No, right." But I said okay what what did
10: I say back to you what okay first of all that that's your first problem I said no but that's his first problem imagine if I said no to you that's oh, like you would like, be suspended exactly right. that so him saying no to me is literally is him undermining
7: his superior. Oh, so I see. So you, you're the boss and you feel like he doesn't respect you and,
10: and he doesn't no, listen to you. well, I, it's not even that. I mean... No, he, he, no it he, is that.
9: Well, I don't need... Well, resp- why is he allowed to say no all the time? He's not though. allowed
10: to say no. Yeah, I, I, I don't
9: know how it keeps happening.
10: I kind <laughs> of just do it and see what happens. I, I, I responded <laughs> with, I don't care if you don't want to do it. Uh, Actually, what he said was, I, I don't want to cut off anything for Curtis anymore. Okay. So what I said, I don't That's care what you want or what you want to do. That was a pretty good film, too. I don't care what you ah, want or ah, want to do. It's your literal
9: job. We have to wrap this up. I
7: got to oh, get to work. he has got a very emotional goodbye. Here. So, remember you, what he said. Me, you asked me why
8: I'm angry. I'm okay, crying.
9: but well, you know, who, like who sounds like the angry one right yeah, now? You, well, you huh? do sound like the angry one. Well, because he's
8: incompetent.
9: He's yelling again. <laughs> look at <laughs> him.
8: Man. Yeah, that's why. Look this at him. Him. He's <laughs> yelling. This is why Phil's oh. on a day-to-day contract. It directly affects me. It's the quality of the program.
4: Oh my God! Stop yelling.
10: No.
1: Sid and friends in the morning.
2: 77
7: WABC. It's Christmas. Oh, my favorite. Baby, please. You too, baby. Come on. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
7: Want to wish my sister Ray, Sherry, good luck. My brother-in-law Albert, taking her as we speak to get cataract surgery. I love those two a lot, by the way, a lot, Ray Sherry and Albert Baker. So good luck to Ray Sherry. Lewis, this is your last show until next year. I'm on record saying when you came to join me and Bernard, the show ratcheted up another level. And um, you have been amazing. And I, I feel badly saying that because you were a radio star way before I was. And clearly the best at what you do probably in the history of radio So it seems kind of odd for me to be complimenting you, being you're as great as you are, but I'm going to do it anyway as the host of the show. You coming here meant the world to us. You've been tremendous, a great addition. I love you to pieces, and I look forward to you and I doing really special stuff together in 2023.
8: It's not a weird thing at all because you're amazing. I love you, and I'm so happy that I'm here working with you and Phil and Justin and all the people here at the station, so I'm lucky. And I'm glad you took me, and I'm glad I'm back with you. Me too. Because you're amazing. Happy uh, come Merry on. Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody.
7: Thank you, Lou. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the best ever, Lou Rufino. And uh, listen, we got a lot of good stuff coming your way, folks, next year with Lou. I promise you that. I'll be back one more day tomorrow. Big show. I think the mayor, Eric Adams, will be here. Andrew Giuliani, my mom, Naomi. And how about this? My son, Gabriel, is going to co-host with me tomorrow my last show until january of 2023 you are not gonna want to miss it so until six o'clock tomorrow morning from all of us lou Rapino, happy holidays lewis macedonia phil justin ellick deb valentine frankie and the whole crew gnome have yourselves a great thursday everybody we'll see you at both of those christmas parties peace <laughs>